1: Hey, only in New York
2: Welcome to Only in New York, I'm Tracy Carnazzo And I'm Andrea Allen Hemza couldn't make it today, but she'll be back next week Today's guest is a hilarious stand-up comedian He's the host of Taste Buds Podcast with Joe DeRosa the host of the hey babe podcast with chris de stefano the founder of the no Press podcast network you know him from impractical jokers please welcome sal vulcano what's up
3: guys hi sal hi. thank you so
2: much for being here today we are pumped thank to you have for you inviting
3: me thank you thank you so much i know we've been when, talking about you. me coming on for quite a while i know it yeah takes- i'm Sorry, i so to excited it happened. Yeah.
2: I don't ever apologize. You made time for us, and I, we appreciate it. Yeah. And we just couldn't not let you be on because when we think of New York City, we think of dirty Staten Island. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when we think of Staten Island, you're the guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that right? is your Thank brand. You. <laughs> yes. Yes.
3: Yes. I am the, I am the, I am the, no, we already have a king. That's Pete Davidson. But right. Pete I is am the, the uh, I'm the jester. Of, uh, <laughs> of dirty Staten Island.
1: You're your Pete's uncle. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Or the prince of Staten Island. Yeah, Staten mm. Island is like very much a part of your life. It's where you're from. You know, yeah. I feel like you really represent pretty
3: hard. I do. I, I try to because I think that everyone has um, – a Preconceived notion of Staten Island, <laughs> sure, right? <laughs> AKA dirty Staten Island. No, what I mean. Sorry about that. No, no, right on. It's 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 everywhere. It's, it's my whole life. So, uh, we try to just be like, eh, if people like like us, then let's just say we're from here, and then maybe like we could help a little bit with those numbers.
1: <laughs> so so you are, I, I, you're remember, Staten Island's
3: PR person.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was younger, um, there I had a T-shirt, and it said Staten Island, where we put our trash.
3: That's hysterical. Oh. Well, it was. It was well the, it was the world's garbage dump really. Right. And then we the Yeah, thing. what is
1: what is that? What is that about? Was it like where New York City's trash went legitimately? Do we know?
3: Well, I think it was the world's trash. What I i I'm they were not like kidding.
1: Fl- flying it in <laughs> from yes, yeah, that's I, where I, Italy they, put were, their trash. they were
3: shipping in barges of trash. The trash was the I think and I, I might be wrong, I think it was the biggest trash barge in the world, and I think that it, you could see it from space.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Really? I, know,
3: I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but um it closed a long, long time ago, but as you can see, its effects still run deep. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. No, people, I have always I know known that. Yeah, I don't know if people know that it's been shut down for a very, very long time. I think it's been like 10, 20 years that it's been shut down. Yeah, um, and now wow. it's like
2: all kind of like bird sanctuaries. That's, that's what I think that we do in New York. Like, we change our garbage into parks because we oh, did yes. that in queens too that flushing yeah. meadow park is built and the whole van wick expressway is built on a garbage dump
3: tracy is that where you're from
2: that is where Ridge? i'm from i'm from listen yeah, i'm tracy, you from don't a- I'm trash an, an too. don't let her judge
1: you do not yeah. ju- let so, her judge sorry you. uppity
3: queens <laughs>
2: uh-huh, i know <laughs> listen our we we were on uh i was andrea,
3: built also I can tell andrea is not from new york right? andrea is Originally. from Canada. Yeah. i'm from
1: canada but yeah, i've been in new canada. york for 12 years so it's okay. taken enough of my soul that i feel <laughs> that i'm allowed to be here but i understand that i am she feels like a new yorker the ogs yeah. I, yeah i'm from
2: forest hills queens i live in kew gardens now um and you know we are garbage as well um the garbage that we were built on wasn't seen from space but we did make uh, an entire park on garbage, which is flushing meadow park.
3: And I think they're trying to do that now. And or they've been trying for a long time. It's supposed to be like now the biggest park, like anywhere. But I think there was like people like, well, how could you I think they have to wait a little while to make sure like it's not fully cancerous or something like that.
1: That is such as a Canadian, I love that you guys are like, listen. Throw cement on top of it. Let the radioactiveness (laughs) go down, and then start selling real estate, baby. It's
3: a park. We're just waiting for those those levels to go down a little bit, and then we can go over there and go on the seesaw.
2: Yeah, I I remember when I was in school, my teacher was telling us about like you know the building of all these roadways, and we were talking about the Van Wyck Expressway, and she said that our vanwick expressway, the reason why there's so many dips and bumps in it is because it's actually built on garbage and it's not as solid as (laughs) actual
1: ground foundation is like mcdonald's wrappers and Mm -hmm. used condoms
3: i love this city it is that is wild if that's true that's wild
1: that is and
2: you know what that's where we come from what was it like growing (laughs) up in staten island because i mean obviously there's different neighborhoods in staten island so different places are you know because you can't just say like queens is queens obviously like different parts are totally different um what was it like growing up in your neighborhood
3: yeah, I actually moved around a little bit. So I lived, as a kid, I lived in like two or three, four, actually really varying neighborhoods. So I was mm-hmm. born in like Dungan Hills, which was like, it's very just like um, traditional, like, you know, a long street of all the same house kind of thing. Right. It's very it's suburban. Suburban yeah. and is near like our main, th- one of our biggest, biggest, like it ways through the whole island, which is called Highland Boulevard. And okay. uh, it's another like our, boulevard
1: to add to my list. We got yeah. Boulevard to death. We got Queens Boulevard, <laughs> Bell, <laughs> like whatever Queens the boulevard. fuck Boulevard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I'm learning about your boulevards.
3: It's like that's the main. So I was like, that's. but I moved there out of there from when I was like four. And then I lived in um, Rose Bank, which is very, very close to the Verrazano Bridge
2: mm-hmm. and
3: um, a blue collar kind of neighborhood. So that's almost went,
2: like big
3: Brooklyn is it like,
2: like an extension of Brooklyn?
3: Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Rosebank was. Yeah. 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 Um, And I went to, that was my Catholic school in that neighborhood. So I kind of like went to school there from kindergarten through eighth grade Catholic school. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I moved to um, from there, I moved uh, in with my grandparents. Um, They had this two family home that they lived in for like 50, 60 years in Mm St. George, which is over by the ferry. Okay. And uh, I lived in um, much more of a like like a, a predominantly black neighborhood, um, and it was different from where Rosebank, which is a predominantly white neighborhood. Right. And I lived there for years. Um, my grandparents like, like lived there 60 years, so they had this two family house. At one point or another, everyone in my family lived in that bottom apartment at one time or another. Was and that the
2: first place you moved out when you um, left your family?
3: No, I live there and I live with my grandparents in grammar school. So oh, okay. I, uh, w- I didn't leave my house until I was like in my 20, like 20, 20. Oh, I, don't know they move I moved out in 2000 and in 2000. So you're, you're
2: dating yourself, Sal. Yeah.
1: So th- I moved out so, when I was about is... 24. Okay. Like Italians, I've learned this Every, Everything I learn now About like New York City natives Is from this podcast Italians, like your parents do not want you to move out They like want you to stay there They want to feed you They're like upset when you start yeah. dating
3: yeah. You Well, know. well I, they weren't upset when I started dating Although I know what you mean by that Sure, sure Like my mother Yeah, there was never like uh, You know, it's time to get out of the house There was never that um so. so i i mean after uh, after college i mean I lived home because i went to commuted to school right i went to st right. john's college in staten island so um i commuted so i was in no rush to leave during college and right out of college i started working full-time in prudential securities in, in the financial district really and, um, yeah but i was like i remember my first job ever was uh, i was it was i got hired in 99 and for twenty eight thousand dollars a year plus overtime Ooh.
2: You know, I yeah. got to tell you, I remember my first job in the city. And I remember, I think I was making like $32,000. Yeah, uh, was I a little was bit after you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so probably mm-hmm. a little bit of inflation. And I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do with all of this money?
3: <laughs> like, this I know. is
2: crazy. I'm making I know. all I was this like, money.
3: 28000 It sounds like so much money. Like $28,000. Right? And but
2: I would yeah. tell everyone yeah yes i yeah. remember this too like, I You don't know what 30 like 30.
1: salaries are you don't know that that's like bad so you're like yeah. what
3: it was it was 99 um but it wasn't great like i, I had people starting out at, like big, big uh, friends after college at, going to like big accountant firms and stuff and starting at like 36 42 right. things like that yeah i remember i after after my ot the first year though i did make 32 and i was thrilled uh <laughs> but um yeah yeah, like so, I, I wasn't in a position to move out really. So after um about two two years of that, I moved out. Right.
2: So now, um, when you were younger and you were living in Staten Island, did you used to
3: go to the city? Yeah. Were you I allowed did. to?
2: What was that like? Like, you used to take the ferry.
3: Yeah. So I mean, li- as a little kid, I would go. Only my only experience with the city was with my, my parents So my family. Right. Going yeah, in. yeah. But I remember when I was in high school, my first girlfriend. Like I was like fifteen and we were like oh Ooh. we're going to go to the city you know mm-hmm. we're going to go to the city alone yeah and, go to st uh, marks place Ooh. yeah we did that we yeah absolutely.
1: i know it says the kids getting drunk place yeah we yeah, got sure. off the
3: we got off the ferry and we walked that day i'll never forget it because it was my first it was like will goes west it was like my first big adventure into <laughs> yeah. the big city like, alone i remember like being a little nervous too because i didn't know the neighborhoods like we do now i guess sure 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 we got off the ferry and even though we went left and right and, and weaved and we went to St. Mark's, I somehow ended up at the end of that day in central park. That's how much. Oh, wow. We it was like a 10 hour day. We went to like Aww. flea markets, went to St. Mark's we like stopped at all these places and we ended up up there. And, and then uh, we took the train all the way back down and went, but I, I went in alone and it was, that was like my first, like, Oh, like let me go see what these neighborhoods are all about. Let me go see. Like, I don't know. But my girlfriend at that time was an influence on me. Cause she was like, she loved like, um, she was like an R T type, she loved like vintage. Like This is when, you gotta understand, this is like when vintage clothes and like those vintage stores where they sure. would yeah. charge you a hundred dollars for a pair of jeans again. Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah, was yeah, all yeah. kind of new. We used to, I used to, She liked that stuff, so she influenced me. So I used to go, in, in like high school, I started going to shop at like vintage stores and, and actually the Salvation Army in Staten Island.
0: Ah. Was like
3: where I started to go instead of the mall. Like I just right. weaned off of like that and I just started buying, no joke, which is odd for me if you know me, because I'm a little bit of a, uh, well, people say it's a germaphobe, but not a germaphobe, but like I just, I'm That's skittish. where we connect, Sal. It's where we Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tracy's yeah.
1: like chugging hand sanitizer between takes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: For sure. So so yeah. you wouldn't think it of me, uh, but I I was buying like all my clothes at the Salvation Army. And then I would like go to, like, even then I would go to college because in, in high school, I went to Catholic high school too. And I had to wear a uh-huh. uniform. Same. <laughs> but you did, right? So I could tell. Mm. And uh, I've been in college, <laughs> In college, I was wearing, like, you know, finally wearing street clothes. And uh, I, went, I went on Staten Island, so I would go to school in, like, these, you know, like, these bell-bottom jeans and, like, army jackets or, like, le- straight-up legitimate leisure suits I would wear. I
1: love when wow. a woman influences a man like this. I love when a man changes his whole personality <laughs> because he's in love with a girl. It's so funny. Like, one hipster chick. And you are fucking
3: wearing leisure suits. What color are these leisure suits? Weird. I had a, one, was, one was brown and one was a mint green. Ooh. Yeah. And I, I, I still have it to this day. Actually, we do this dinner, this show of uh, this new show that we're doing that came out of the quarantine. It's yeah. called Dinner uh-huh. Party. It's basically a podcast that we do. Where we have dinner with each other. And one of the yeah. episodes we just shot, I went to my mom's house because that's how I got my nickname. My nickname is Retro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay from one group of friends my nickname is Retro, and that's the college yeah
1: the yeah yeah the like square ones who were like look at this fucking dork wearing his leisure suit you know yeah Yeah. no
3: they they celebrated me i was the only (laughs) one in the i was the only one in the group like that and really much the only one in the school like that at that time sure i don't know nobody and so they called me sally retro and um Yeah, I just, uh, so I I went to my mom's house and I still have some of that stuff in a bin in storage Mm -hmm. at my mom's. And so I went and got it and I like put the jacket on on TV. Like it's not on yet, but yeah, you'll see it. it, I was too small for it now. I like squeezed into it, but. uh, That's amazing. So when you wore
2: this mint green leisure suit, is this polyester? Am I picturing it correctly? Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay, what are you wearing underneath? Is it a button down shirt with a long, with a like a big collar? What? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Is it open a little bit?
3: Like, what are we doing? Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I have tons of, them. I have a lot of big collar shirts, velour shirts, uh, yes! like these, like, almost like felt like even what I would wear. Velvet. The what is this velvet? What is that? velvet? A, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. V- velour. Um, you know, like I would Ooh. wear a lot of velour, uh, and some of those, the velour shirts were like thicker, but then I had like these thinner ones that were essentially button downs that I would wear under it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even what know what was like, the hair like? What was the hair in the
1: and the- facial? What was the facial hair like?
3: Yeah, I, I, my beard to this day as you can see is just a, an excuse for a beard, right? So, uh, I didn't even grow a beard until like this like last 10 years. So, I had no I was very clean-shaven, but my mm-hmm. hair looked like I would say like Eddie Vedder, like I had long Yes. Beard.
1: I, I
2: am like living for this. Um, I yeah. hate to keep asking to describe, but can you describe the shoes that you're wearing with this?
3: Yeah. So yeah, the shoes, um, hmm, what the hell? Did, I wore just like, it was one of two things. I would wear like brown boots, mm-hmm. which by the way, I am not a boot guy anymore. I still love, like I have an affinity to the vintage, but the boots are a wear, point. Like, is there a point? Yeah. Or it, a how long
2: is the toe? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: No, or is it a round it wasn't, toe? It wasn't a point really squarish square Okay. It was square. Really and I had to, okay. and it, it was a zipper I used to zip, zip <laughs> them s- stop trying to, to the,
2: turn us on okay
3: <laughs> is that really he's like oh I, my I god want I had a this sat- guys go I used to zip them <laughs> they came up to like the bottom of my cast I remember that they were like my favorite pair uh, if it wasn't wearing that I was wearing like a pair of converse that I ran into the ground or something like it. right yeah, yeah so I you were like it. mixing
1: your style
3: yeah I don't know I guess what so.
1: happened what happened with the girl how long were you guys together for?
3: Well, that was my first first girlfriend serious we dated from like 15 to 21 maybe Wow yeah,
1: yeah. that's a long yeah. time that's
2: a yeah, super yeah, yeah. long time
3: I know I know and, and it was she, like my first serious girlfriend and we dated that long
2: and she did got she to date heart? a guy in a leisure suit I know like that's she did that's great for you know what was she the probably ladies? was in
3: one herself. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm sure
2: you no, really look like two dress. characters
3: walking around. So now, <laughs> yeah, what
2: kind yes. of like music works? You know, a lot of people that buy vintage clothes, it's because they're like influenced by a music genre or something. What What were you into at that point?
3: Yeah, so I have I, I have eclectic music style. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so little as a little kid, you know, this is like what you know, I was on the radio, and and at that, that time, it was like Madonna, Michael Jackson, Prince, all those people were just sure, the king <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or yeah. new new wave was big for me too that at a young age yeah and then i uh when 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 rap music broke out and break dancing that influenced yeah. us big like legitimately we were these young kids like we had the cardboard like mm-hmm. that we would get cardboard yes. my yes. friend had a boom uh-huh. box and we would all day long practice break dancing
1: I am now just been in on you next to the cardboard in the leisure suit, being like, what's no, up? No, that's,
3: you're, you I'm talking <laughs> I'm, about breakdancing was more like 12 years old and the okay, leisure gotcha. suit was more
1: like 18 years old. Gotcha. The Genesis. Okay. I really <laughs> yeah. like, I'm under,
2: to be honest with you, I like to picture you at 22 trying to break dance. That, makes that yeah, me happier no. than 12.
3: I think by 22, it was like, yeah, that's not going to, I'm not good at that. <laughs> so, no, so, what
1: about, so what jazz, about Wu-Tang? jazz music?
3: Wu-Tang was huge. That was 92, 93 high school. They took, they were, they were from Staten Island. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you talk about Staten Island having stereotypes and not, and there was never really any big hip hop group that came out of Staten Island like them. And they were respected. They gave us respect like totally that's the only thing i respect i know and everyone that's where kind (laughs) of and you now (laughs) and then we just worship them and to this day i think i mean 36 chambers is probably the greatest hip hop album of all time i think but um i'm a little influenced maybe a tribe album but uh yeah, so that was a big deal for us. But I was also very sent from a young age into jazz music for some reason. I don't know why, really? you know, uh-huh. I ju- took to it, really liked it. And then when I got old enough and I started going into the city, I was like, oh, I'm going to start to see what these jazz clubs are about. Mm-hmm. And then yes. like in, in like college, I would go, I would just go to the city all the time. And I would go to these jazz clubs all the time.
2: Wow, jazz clubs sound really relaxing. Last year was pretty stressful for all of us. What if this year you had something to help you be less stressed and handle the ups and downs that life throws at you? Well, that's headspace. For a mood-boosting workout, check out Headspace Move. Just 30 days of Headspace lowers stress by 32% and just four sessions can reduce burnout by 14%. You can check out the Wake Up daily original content intended to inspire your day from the moment that you wake up. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule you deserve to feel happier and headspace is meditation made simple go to headspace.com slash new york that's headspace.com slash new york for a free one-month trial with access to headspace's full library of meditations for every situation this is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash New York today. What comes when I- so you go to like uh BB Kings and blue? Note. No, that,
3: that was more like a tourist. Like that was more right. of like a new, I would go to this one called smalls in the, in the West village. Then they closed, they might be open again. Now Uh village Vanguard and yes. uh, just little ones like that. And smalls was great because what they did was it was this little, little hole in the wall. I think it was on Grove yeah. street. I'm not sure exactly. Um, and they just used to do an open jam. So like anywhere from amateur to professional musicians would go there and -hmm. you could see anyone. You wouldn't know who would stop by. And they they did this thing where they opened at like 10. And then they stayed open till daylight, it was wild. And if you went to the open jam, it was five bucks and it was BYOB. I mean, I don't know if they have gems like this in the city anymore.
1: They used to, there used to be one in Williamsburg when I lived there. um, And it was just like this tiny little shit box on the corner and I would do the same thing. I would go with a guy bring some weed, bring some booze and just like listen to jazz and dry hump on the furniture. It was <laughs> great.
3: Yeah. I, I would go, I would go to small sometimes even alone. I didn't even care. Like, I yeah, just yeah, like, yeah,
1: sure. It's um, such a great hang. You start yeah. to
3: get to people, know the people who are there, what have you. And then I made yeah. a joke one time when I was going in and I told the guy that I was going to play the spoons that night. Mm-hmm. To, cause if you, oh, cause if you were going to play, you didn't have to pay the $5. Oh. So, so I would like, I and I was like, oh, and he was like five bucks. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm playing tonight. And he's like, what are you playing? And I was like, I play the spoons. And I I was trying to be serious and get in for free, but he laughed and took it as I was making a lighthearted joke. And then he let me in for free as off a joke, but I was trying to scam him. And then, um, and then after that, he remembered me and he wouldn't charge me. And I remember I would just get like a six pack or something like that. I would and have I just going, call
1: you spoons from then on. Yeah. Sally. Well, you know, and,
3: yeah. <laughs> One time, I saw. it, if, uh, Are you into jazz music, then, Andrew? Are you like kinda... yeah, a
1: little like, in and in a, in a, I have pretty wide range, but definitely yes. This is one
3: of the most, yeah. if not the most recognizable, most famous jazz drum names of all time is Max Roach. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. one night, yeah. I went there. My friend, who is actually a great drummer in his own right, and mm-hmm. um, he was there playing an open jam. And this is I love that seeing someone who is okay. So that means something, right? Is like possibly yes. the most influential name. In jazz, as a drummer, in the history yes. of jazz,
1: yeah, he Just was there. I, I
3: I paid five dollars, yeah. and I was sitting there watching mm-hmm. this guy play. The whole place was dead silent. It only held like fifty people, whatever it held. I don't even know, but like, it was a wild experience. And I was- went on a da- I went on a date once there. I would convince one girl to go on me meet- uh, go with me on a date there. Oh, I
1: would have gone with you. Oh my god, I <laughs> you used were a to child. go. <laughs> I know, whatever. I was in Canada. I was in the woods. But so, you know, what was the date like?
3: <laughs> yeah, um, it was a girl I had a, a huge crush on, and we were mm-hmm. just friends. And um, we went there, and it was a really. It was a, from what I remember, it was a. It was fucking cool we just drank like some tonight tea. i'm
1: gonna show her the spoons i actually wear the leisure suit it's popping off
2: did you get in for free did you show it off were you like hey it's sally spoons i don't i don't
3: <laughs> i don't think i did i remember i was so nervous to go on a date with this girl uh, mm-hmm. who shall remain unnamed but uh I asked my parents to borrow their car. So I got my first car, my parents handed me down their silver Buick Skyhawk. Yes. And um, it was like manual everything and it was fine. But I was so nervous about like impressing this girl that I asked my parents to borrow their Toyota Camry. (laughs) Oh, Sal, so, you like, brought you know, out everything for this one. Which had Big a sun- guns, leisure yeah. suit,
1: Camry, spoons, <laughs> it jazz. Had
3: a, had a sunroof. It had power windows and it had a tape deck. And I was like, I, and they let me. And um, yeah. And then I was, then I made a tape to, to play in the car. Tape? Yeah. Not like, you know, not like I wasn't like, this is a mixtape I made for you, but I wanted to set the tone. Set the mood, yeah. Oh, yeah. It totally. So what was, what totally. was on the tape?
2: Was it just jazz?
3: You want to know something? Yeah. Yeah. I know that I still have that that tape. I I know that I still have it because I have a shoebox in one of the closets that has all the tapes I had, like a good Mm -hmm. amount, like 50 of them from when I was that age. And I remember the label and I know that I still have that tape. So I I might not be able to remember every last song that was on it, but I could – Post this. I can go listen to it and literally send you the playlist. Okay, yes. yes, we need the Tell playlist. We on could,
2: the playlist. We'll make you. We'll make you a playlist on Spotify with all these songs. What What do you remember from it?
3: I remember um, um, "Wonderful" by Adam Ant. Is that one of them? Okay. Yeah. Do you know yeah, that you one? I
1: think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sing it.
3: No, I cannot. <laughs> t- yeah, I can't. And
2: three, that. two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Come on, yeah. I'll play the spoons in the background.
3: i think that was on it sick of myself by matthew sweet i think was on it i was this is my grunge there was probably some jazz on there too but like this was like also i was i mean i i I had eddie i literally had eddie vet like i was that was when grunge exploded did you have any
2: patches on your book bag
3: oh god i had the messenger bag with like some pins and patches yes i -hmm. had that i had like a denim jacket with patches that I also What, what were the on. patches?
2: Do you remember? Like any kind of band? Oh, my you...
3: first. All right. So we'll go back again. My first denim jacket happened in 1989. Ooh. I, was in, I was in seventh grade. I remember it because that's before grunge. And that's when I was into like um, glam rock. And, yes. and me- I was into like uh, um, poison, guns and roses. Yes. Like maybe Metallica, but it was more like Motley Crue. Like that like, kind of
1: thing. Like, like hair metal. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so metal. I have poison. I
3: have, I have... poison.
1: I love yes. I love all of that.
2: So I have two dogs. Fred I have Michaels. a chihuahua and a, a mm-hmm. dachshund and their names are Slash and Nikki 6. There you go. And they are both girls cuz That's amazing. No.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that that was like the thing and um, this fashion even when I was in like younger middle school but like the 8th graders we mm-hmm. had to wear uniforms, but like the rebels, like the rockers, they'd wear sure. their uniform with their tie and their slacks and their shoes, but then they'd have the denim jacket over it and everyone wore patches. And they used to have the big patch on the back that covered the whole back. Like, yes. Yeah, it, I remember it fit, this. It fit yeah, within yeah, yeah, the yeah. denim. It fit within like yes. that denim framing. Mm-hmm. It was Follow like that like curve. A, yes. And, yep. uh, and then the and then what we did was every year, like a yearbook, we would take the Sharpies and we'd sign inside the jacket.
2: Yeah, so inside I the like
3: jacket that. if i want like that was everyone from my class signed the jacket oh that's so, in, so
2: cool
3: yeah in 89, uh i i really do really really do hope i have that in that same bin at my mom's house but i don't know and now now, now i'm gonna next so time we gotta attend. get to
1: that bin i'm i'm dying so my patch was a little
3: bit funny because my patch at that time um i i think it was a uh I wanted it to be poison, but they didn't have it. I used to go to Spencers to get these patches, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I got. A, I think it was Bon Jovi. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's still good. Is, you and you is- and my mom. <laughs> Well, June 29th, 1989 was my first concert. I went with my mom. We got, it was Bon Jovi, New Jersey tour at Giant Stadium. And they actually filmed the Lay Your Hands On Me video at that concert that I was at. And my mom got, me and my mom had to call the hotline of 95.5 WPLJ just to mm-hmm. to, to try to win the tickets. And when we didn't win them, I was like so sad oh, um, that we had to get on, no, no, what was it? We were trying to win them, we couldn't win them. And then finally... My mom, like we call Ticketmaster.
2: Mm-hmm. You so remember read, that calling Ticketmaster? Yeah.
3: Yes, yes. We yes. were in like the no joke. I was in the giant stadium, third to last row. Yeah, <laughs> but it was my <laughs> you first were in the concert.
2: Four million throw.
3: I I, yes. I I I um ripped my mom's jeans, and I did I put bleach on them as well. I don't Wait, know if we're, you guys did Oh, this. so you were wearing your mother? You didn't like no 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 no. I had mm-hmm. my own jeans already like that. My mm-hmm. jeans were ripped. I had acid wash it. I oh, so you wanted her to styled my mom. Yeah. So I put bleach and I ripped the holes and then I gave her my skid row t-shirt. Cause they were opening. <laughs> yes. on, Joey. Yes. And, um, and we went and I also have all my like film camera photos of that whole night. Yes. Day.
1: Yes. Yes. And
3: um, yeah. So, so I had that, I don't know how we got into that, but the denim jacket was what I wore. Like my styles definitely changed a lot. You know, like I had that, you
1: know- my I, first mom concert was um, Billy Joel and Aim, um, and um, oh my god, that was like my fourth, Rocket, Rocket Man. Why am I fucking? I it's went John there, Lionel
3: Giant Stadium. On. I was there. And yes. I was. I was. No, I was the- She lived in Canada. I was. Oh, I was.
1: I, I, so, I was in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mine was Billy Joel at either Shea Stadium or Yankee Stadium. I think around eighty nine.
3: Those with bangers, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, and I yeah. was there.
2: Me and Billy, we've been uh, we've been close ever since.
1: You know, my I mom. Guess my mom that so after that (laughs) concert okay speaking of moms my mom's so much cooler than me she was so annoyed because I was too young to really like understand how cool of a concert this was and Afterwards, they went to the Four Seasons Hotel where they were staying and they jammed out in the lobby. They were playing piano all night. They were dueling p- piano. It was like a big party. My mom was like, I'm dropping off my fucking kid and I'm going to the <laughs> Four Seasons to party with Billy. And she's never all- seen
2: her mom again.
1: I- Isn't that- she's dead <laughs> now. And she said, And you know what? It was a great way to go. Listen, and- your mom's dead. You know what I mean? Like- <laughs> rest in peace, Shannon.
3: That's and what she told you. I was a How how life works is that like um, right now through some turn of events, Bon Jovi's uh, family and him got back to us that they liked the show. My manager used to manage Bon Jovi. That's just by chance, just by chance. And so we found out that they liked the show. And so his wife and kids came to set a bunch of times, and then we got invited to go see him a few times. And so now I know Bon Jovi, I'm acquainted with him. And one of his oldest daughters is one of our camera people on our show oh my god that's so funny that's wild and then just about a month ago we were filming the dinner show that i mentioned and somewhere last year or the year before q uh my friend that's on my show he met Mm -hmm. brett michaels (laughs) <laughs> and then became friends with brett michaels and now brett michaels has invited us to go on he was supposed to tour the pandemic shut down he was supposed to tour with Def leopard poison molly crew an arena tour yes, and q yes. went to see him recently and he let q on stage sing to sing with him and he was going to let <laughs> Q come on stage so brett michaels was just a guest on dinner party so oh these my God. people that i idolized i now know and then harry connor jr also so what i so i loved jazz right but then i he, he hit me hard because it was like contemporary. Like I saw someone doing all these, all this old music, like kind of now, and he was mm-hmm. younger and I was like, oh, this dude is the coolest dude I've ever seen. He's so fucking cool. And yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember like I used to, when I was doing driver's ed and it was 92 and it was me, my friend Jay and my friend, Mike and the teacher. And what would happen was we'd leave the school and then we'd have about, about 45 minutes to an hour and we drive, we all got to drive wherever we wanted. And then after I drove for 20, Mike would drive for 20 and Jay would so we would conspire and and say, Well, we want to end here. We had we want yes. want to end at the girls' Catholic school on the other side yeah. <laughs> in, in the morning and like pull up and like see like the girls and our friends over there. Yeah, like so I'm driving,
2: would, it's no big deal. We'd, yeah, we'd yeah.
3: all take the same exact suit. I got that mixtape. Hey, exactly. what's all, bitch? we'd all take the mm-hmm. same route. And I remember when you drove, you were allowed to he let us put a tape in the tape deck. And so I used to play Harry Connick Jr. while I was taking driver's ed. Um and so I, I, I really, really was big into Harry and I, he has like now 40 albums, but I had every one at the time. It was like 18 albums and I, and I started to go see him in concert Yeah. and I wouldn't miss him. And, uh, I remember like I, there was a time where I would wait at the back door to meet him. And I did, like I met him every time he'd come out, I, I he'd autograph something me. And then I started to meet people in his band and they would be like, yeah. Oh, we're all going to jam. Like he would play like Lincoln Center and then like, they'd be like, oh, we're going to jam down at Smalls or down at the Vanguard, come. Like yeah. I met this, like one of his saxophone players, I think this guy, Ned, he would invite me down. And, and over time I met his buddy and I used to go down there and watch- Bring your spoons, band, baby. and jam. <laughs> now, fast forward to this day and age. I I forget, Harry had a daytime talk show for a few yeah. years and um, we found out that he knew us and he invited us on, went on, oh God, hit it off it. with him. Went back on the show a few times on his show. Then we were like, let's hang out. He's, he's like, let's go to dinner. So I go to dinner. Him and said, we become friends. I'm like literally legit friends with Harry now. Like two years ago, he is the head. So in Mardi Gras, they do all these, par- I just learned about all this, but they do these parades. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah. like one night, but it's weeks of parades. And it culminates yeah. with the five biggest crews. They and mm-hmm. Harry's crew is called Morpheus and it's the biggest crew. And he is the grand, he's the leader of that crew. So he mm-hmm. is like the, he is the king of Mardi Gras essentially. As what? He showed, and and yeah, he shows sure. the biggest party with the biggest parade. And he, two years ago, he invited us. We were his guests at his parade with our own float. In oh Mardi my Gras. God, I dreams come
2: true Sal. Does he remember? Does he remember Sal on the Spoons?
3: He doesn't remember me, but like I've proven to him, like what a fan I was. Sure, you're he, like I remember this, I remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
3: like we, we legitimately like text. He did a song. He did a cover for us for nothing. We did the, mo- the movie uh, this year. Yes. And in in the movie, Paul Abdul was in the movie. You guys, have I haven't really oh talked God. about Icons. this out loud. So you're blowing yeah. my mind because when Straight Up came out in 1990, Ooh, she was yeah. just crush ever. Oh, oh yeah. My second my concert. Was an MTV concert that was co headlined by her, New Kids on the Block, and Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Second time. Ah, power now, group. I know. And now I'm fucking friends with Paul Abdul. I'm like, what? Like, I text, I get squiled how, the, how life works. Are you happy that wow. you've met
2: your heroes? Like, was there anyone who was disappointing?
3: All those people I mentioned right now have been gangbusters, unbelievable. Um, cool. And to go back to Wu Tang. Yeah. In the movie, I had to get permission to wear a Wu Tang shirt. I wore that in the movie. And Rizza gave me that permission through channels. But. I met Method Man because Colin Jost, who's a friend of mine, did a movie Mm -hmm. called Staten Island Summer, and Mm -hmm. Method Man was in it. And when they filmed here, like years back, I went to set and I met Method Mm -hmm. Man. And I'm telling Method Man what he means to me, right? Sure.
1: Oh my God, he must get that so much. Like he does. (laughs) He's such a like. They're such a people are so connected to them. Yeah, you're you're
3: exactly right. And uh, Mm -hmm. I met him, and I had the show at the time, and he had a (laughs) nephew. And we hired his nephew as a PA. And so he kind of remembered who we were. And then one Mm -hmm. time I'm in New Orleans, speaking of, and Mm -hmm. I'm in a car driving and I see Method Man walking alone on the street. And it's actually the pictures on my Instagram. And I lower the window, I'm like, man. And he's like, what's up? And we're like, we're Staten Island. He's like, Staten Island. I was like, we're the impractical jokers. And he's like, what? (laughs) He goes, stop. And as we stopped the car and jumped out, and he's like, yeah, and we just say hello. And then he remembered us. So then he's like, let's go to dinner. Let's hang out. So we go to dinner. We end up hanging out that night, have a great time. And then, you know, since then, obviously, every time they come through a concert, I'll go, I'll say hello, I'll see them. Yeah, And then yeah. Just, just last week, we're on the bonfire together. And uh-huh. uh, I got Met's number, Met the friends. So like all these people that were my absolute heroes, that mus- like superstar musicians right now. It's just wild that I actually, and Method Man did a song for us in the movie too. What? Oh, wow. So our idea is- was to have straight, oh, no, what's our song? Um what's the song forever your girl right Remember, do you know forever mm-hmm. your girl yeah so we had this idea to have the only song in the movie be forever your girl no matter when no matter when music played no score <laughs> yeah, 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 no, just yeah, yeah yeah every for every emotion every situation just keep playing forever your girl and it would become <laughs> funny not funny funny you know and sure, then we sure, wanted sure, to sure. sell the soundtrack and we wanted to be the impression you flip it and it was 18 tracks of forever your girl. <laughs> yes I had this idea. I still think to this day it was my greatest idea I've ever had. And they were like, "That business model will never work. You can't oh, do it." Oh
1: God, these suits! They I totally like, you know sound. We mean. actually would like to
2: make money on the soundtrack. So we, and really, the yeah.
3: bit, the bit is so good though. I know. So you're you're like, don't we did. step
2: on my punch, guys.
3: Well, I know. Yeah. We we got a uh, we met halfway. So we got other artists to do covers of "Forever Your Girl."
1: Okay, I like that. So, I like that. So there's still only that. one song
3: yes pretty much so we had paula did it obviously she's in the movie she sang it yeah and then bon jovi did a cover of it for us harry mm-hmm. Connick did a cover of it for us and method man mm-hmm. wrote a, a verse verses based on it oh my all god all for nothing as a favor oh, wow to us wow and also, all those people all those people i mentioned are on the soundtrack
1: you are the king Stop pretending you're not the king. You're the
2: king. No, don't say listen, if Pete's listening, which I know he does, don't don't mm-hmm. say that about it. He can it. be the king.
3: I have no this room this room well, Let's
2: let's not get crazy. I don't here. want to be the king. <laughs> no, you should you honestly, you shouldn't be the king um because that's not right. And mm-hmm. you probably would fight with Pete about that. He would get mm-hmm. really upset. And you don't want to do that because that would cause conflict in your life. And if you're having any conflict in your life, you should be going to therapy. Yes, that's what I, I yeah. do. <laughs> you should, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. I actually go to therapy as well, so does Andrea. And I use yes. BetterHelp online counseling because Me it's too. a great app that you can use that has video chat, it has you could use on a phone call, you could text with your therapist. And these are real licensed professional counselors. This is not self help, it's really great mm-hmm. because you could talk about depression, stress, anxiety. Have you ever had anxiety? Yeah, I'm I filled just, with it. Yeah, I just started yeah. it. I
3: mean, if you can't tell I have it right now, then I'm just doing a good job
2: yeah uh, you know tell family me, tell me
3: more Tracy please <laughs> let me tell you
2: anxiety is this feeling that you get where um, it's just like impending doom and you can't stop sweating that's what right. I heard I've yeah. never really yeah, felt yeah, it yeah. myself um, but better help is so great because everything you share is confidential and so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states as a listener you will get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelpcom slash New York join over 1 million people taking charge of their Mental health again, that's betterhelp help.com/slash new york.
3: 10% love off it. is uh, of the hour is six minutes of free counseling.
2: This is true, yeah. Uh, this is true. I, H- 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 you I, said, slice I it up,
3: it. it's a good deal. However, you want to slice it up,
2: it really yeah. is. Um, I so Again, Prince of Staten Island. Don't don't take that away from Pete. Don't give him sure. any more anxiety. That's sure not
3: right. Sure, 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 um, sure. I actually, I, found- I, I digressed. I stopped talking about New York and started talking about my stupid movie. No, no. Listen, I- this is
2: what we need to know. I actually found a picture of my high school backpack. And I'll post this for anyone that's listening to this on audio. Um, you can go into the group only New York podcast on Facebook, and you'll see yes, the love picture. Love the group. Um, yeah. And I'll show you guys this picture. So this is oh, um, shit. This is rancid. We got
1: this is STP, Stone Temple baby.
2: Pilots, uh, Prodigy, Everclear, Corn. Dude,
1: um, you know, I was listening to Prodigy last night on my bike.
2: <laughs> you like, this fucking rips, man. <laughs> this is Everclear and the Beastie Boys. This was yes. um, This was freshman year. This was 1998,
1: I believe. Yes. Those, yeah, those and this great. was um that was my life. The Beastie Boys. I live were for like goth Tracy. Yeah, I. Li- Andrea, oh, and the Beastie Boys. Andrea is yeah. like
2: the biggest um Beastie Boys fan probably I you, love know, you guys BC could have board. a competition that's
3: my only um that's my one that i'm like man i i was like i almost met ad rock once i was a little too nervous but like that's the one i would love to know them i would love yeah to i've course. seen them in concert like
2: well they actually listen to this podcast um so no i know that they do so you know if you guys are listening uh my sal bad, really can wants hook to meet you up, guys sal. yeah we got we you connects. we got yeah, you yeah, we it's connect. tracy guys uh please hook sal up um he needs you to write a cover of a song we were not we're not going to say the name but
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're
2: gonna put it in prose production
1: <laughs> that's what's so, gonna happen there it seems to me that you were like, kind of like the sensitive the sensitive like artsy kind of guy is that the the vibe that i'm getting as like a younger person or i guess maybe? so yeah, um, yeah.
3: I, I guess you could say i don't know what's artsy i i i i, I uh i guess sensitive yeah. for sure i'm still i've been mean, i'm like cry fucking every two days
2: so when yeah. did you move to actual new york city like manhattan because you know everyone that listens to this podcast is not from new york so they don't realize like when we say the city we mean manhattan even though we all technically live in new york city
3: yeah yeah so, yeah but i've never lived in new york city
2: so you never lived in manhattan ever
3: P- proper no i mean i've worked there every okay. day of my life of 20 years but like um sure i'm, I'm very we're, i'm close i'm like a stone throw so like okay if, with no traffic i can get to the city and like I know my record, my record from my record from my one of my apartments to my fr- when I went to go visit my friend at Pace when I was younger was 12 minutes.
2: Well, actually, the Damn. police also listened to this podcast. They, <laughs> they know that you're speeding um, guys. it has got to be a
3: statute on that. It's Tracy yeah.
2: um, Don Sal. He's cool. He's cool. People. This is a bit, <laughs> and this he's is. just kidding. So, when yeah. you moved out of your parents' house, where did you move?
3: Uh well, I, I was heavy into selling cocaine. I murdered a couple of people, <laughs> and I—I mm-hmm. I I have was a PBA I was card. I was speeding, I was speeding everywhere. You're in the Bronx. <laughs> uh, when I moved out of my, where I moved out of my parents' home, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little basement apartment, uh, um, in uh, in South Beach. Uh, what does Santa. that mean? Oh, maybe Baby a real. So we have a beach not on like the diet, Coney Island, not on like Coney Island. Okay, are you trying to brag?
2: Is that like a brag when you say not on like Coney <laughs> so, Island?
3: well, I'm trying to give you an example of what it was like. It's like
2: beautiful Coney Island. It's tropical. <laughs> it wasn't yes. right. It wasn't
3: like any uh, great sand, and it, and it wasn't necessarily clean water. Right, Medical. Mm. but mm. but I, and people didn't really use it like they use Coney Island. At least not in my lifetime. But, yeah, I used
1: Coney Island to go on dates. That's how I used
3: it. Yeah, no, no, but no, no, but legit. We have a two and a half mile boardwalk with proper, okay. like a proper, like, you know, there was like a food stand and right next to it was like an amusement park. And in the mm-hmm. back in the day, it was a destination as big as Coney Island, like millions of people flocked here. It was really? like- It was like sounds your Santa suspicious. Monica Pier or what have you. Like it sure. was yeah, like Are that. you selling real estate in this area? Now, now I have some some timeshares that I'd like to talk <laughs>
1: to.
2: This sounds um, not true, but uh, Sal- you know we're friends, and I don't want to insult you, so you keep yeah, telling yeah, the lie sure. on the podcast. <laughs> South
3: Beach. Mm-hmm. I live it in how far South
2: Beach, Staten Island.
3: Yeah, yeah the what, castles what for... were until so they burnt down. The castle didn't. No, um, well, there is
2: a castle in Staten Island.
3: There is a couple of castles. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, seen them from the highway. Really? Yeah, people don't know about us, and we got some hidden gems in here. Yeah. Oh my but, God. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. No, it's good. So the so so we used to also by the beach. I mean, this is a long. We're an island. I mean, the beach is the entire. It's like fourteen miles long. Yeah. There's yeah, a national. Yeah. There's a national park called Gateway. It's huge. And there's it's a covering trash. Mm-hmm. A full marina. That part is not. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to give you. I, I want to say it, but I got to rep it right. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And uh, okay. there's a marina okay. and stuff. And um, we would go. There was parking lots there. And Midland. So it was South mm-hmm. Beach, and then went to Midland Beach, and then Fox Beach, and then Gateway Beach and then further out. And um, Midland mm-hmm. Beach was where everyone in high school used to drive and go to the parking lots right outside the boardwalk. And what night. they do there? Yeah. Park the car, turn on the lights, and there was keg parties. Oh, and, yeah. and, and all the people used to, and, like, it happened when I was little, and it was like a thing that everyone did. It was like a rite of passage in Staten Island. So this yeah, is yeah. actually right on point for your podcast. And then by the mm-hmm. time I got to my time, it was still going. It ended shortly after my college years. They cracked down. Cause there was like, you know, fights and drinking and oh, bottle narks. broken glass and things like sure. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you go and you smoke weed and you and you drink and then people just park their car and you'd find them. Like you'd be like a right middle and we're toward the back left and it was dark. Yes. And so people would go and then you'd park next to your friends open and people would just play their radios. And it was just yeah. groups of people. But it, it was like basically essentially tailgating. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. For yeah. nothing. They're tailgating, car- underage
3: tailgating. Yeah.
1: Car partying is something that I learned more and more about New Yorkers. They do bus partying, like- you know, up, hang, sm- hanging on the bus, talking to other people. You know what I mean? The Arriving only bus the party boulevard. we
2: ever had. Like you were doing Queens. high school
1: bus partying, you know?
2: Yeah, we were right. doing. Oh, well, uh, yeah. On the way home from high school. Yes. But yeah. we also yeah. had uh, we used to have kegs in Cunningham Park in Queens. And that was near the high school that I went to. I went to St. Francis Prep and the there was such a big keg party there and everyone got arrested and they brought a city bus in to take all of the people, <laughs> wow, all of the kids to the precinct. Um, so yeah, that was that's so the, the bus cops, party that we had.
3: The cops, at yeah. some point in the night, that what they do is they come in and they just put their flashes on, and then everyone sure. in the car and and just drive, scatters. And drive, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. but that was like the kids, like right now, have literally no knowledge of that whatsoever. But it was like I couldn't wait to get old enough to do it.
2: Yeah, so yeah, like, um, sure.
3: Those things that really were in our, you know. Peripherals like that were so important to us. They don't even exist anymore. Like everything's turned over. Like when I was like growing up in Rosebank, like I would say, San Island was probably like a third less developed than it is right Ooh, now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there were fields everywhere, and like when yeah. we, used to, we used to be allowed to walk around the neighborhood, like that's that's what we did. Like there wasn't. I, I didn't get a Nintendo till seventh grade, and like Nintendo kept me inside. But prior to that, like I was. On foot, like we'd wake up summer break. I'd wake up at nine in the morning and go outside. So I lived in this apartment complex. Mm, yeah. And it was garden apartments. And there was like 10, 15 buildings, and we had mm-hmm. our own grounds and our own pool. So all mm-hmm. my friends were all the kids from those apartments. So sure. we were very we were contained in our own little bubble and we played yeah. manhunt and yes. sports. And we we had this like it was almost like a our own little snow globe. Like there was no we were we had free rain because it was like it wasn't through traffic so like, sure. like grounds like you know so the, like so our parents felt safe so anywhere in those grounds we were allowed to go and that like really you flourish when that happens you know like yeah, like, yeah. there's like freedom but it's still secure so we used to go in the woods a lot because it was like patches of woods everywhere
1: now you're and speaking my language <laughs> that's where
3: we would hang out like in the woods and like build like you know we just hang out there i remember one time My, this kid that I kind of knew, you know, when you're young, you could get a best friend real fast and lose that best friend. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do do you want to be my best friend? And they're (laughs) like, sure. And it's like done. I remember my friend is, well, this kid, Billy, right? He, he was a little older than me, maybe like two, three years, but at that time it's a lot. Mm
0: -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I
3: I remember it was like lunchtime and behind his building, he had a lot of woods and he goes, let's go by my house. I'll make lunch. And I was like, Oh, all right. And we go. And it blew my fucking mind. Cause so he was on the first floor and he opened his window, which was his kitchen. So we were mm-hmm. outside and he went inside, but he's just right there in the kitchen and he starts sure. making cheeseburgers. I, I didn't oh, like I, a concession I, stands. I, yeah. I wasn't even like allowed to cook. I never turned a stove on in my life. Sure. This, this motherfucker is making cheeseburgers. I was like blown away by it. And and then he gives, he gives me a cheeseburger and there's like a few of us. And, um, we eating cheeseburgers. It was gross. And then we went to the he goes, I want to yeah, show you guys like raw meat. It was it was gross. And uh yeah. we, we went it was like some it was like a frozen patty, but the shit was gross. I remember was it like wombat
2: day, meat? Like the I, heard, the kind
3: I remember that has like a little day, cartilage it like, in it. It was eating yeah. like a, a chewy hockey puck. It was yes. that's but wombat meat. Somewhere. I was yeah, I still was impressed. It's a kid cooking. <laughs> it is a kid. I mean, listen, and, how how old was he though? I think he was probably like I from what I remember, maybe he was like 13. Okay, when I I was 13,
2: I I was making gourmet meals.
3: So this guy, Billy, yeah, Yeah. I was always well Italian. I I used to cook. I was probably like nine or ten.
2: Yeah, I was Mm. I was very young and I was cooking like full meals for my family constantly. My mom, I mean, she'll probably go to jail when the police listen to this. Uh, But when I was like probably like eight years old, I think she left me home. She had to do something with my brother. Maybe she took him to the doctor or something. And she called me and she was like, hey, listen, do me a favor. Can you start dinner? She was like, can you make the meat? I was like, yeah, of course I could start dinner. What are you... I'm not stupid. I'm eight. You know what I mean? And I was oh like, my I just get the these laundry.
1: We always get these little peeks into Tracy's childhood and everyone's just like silent. Like, yeah. And she got okay. home.
2: She got home. My father got home from work and dinner was on the table. I mean, this is who I've, I've been this person my entire life. This yes. is who
3: I am. I envy you. Mm-hmm. I, it's one thing. One regret I have is never learning to cook. And I wanted to try to, uh, recently it's been on my mind, not to sure. deviate from this last thing I want to tell you about the woods, but I mm-hmm. was like, I want to learn how to cook. I know that it's like third on my thing that I love. It's like comedy. And then sure. people are always they always ask me, oh, if you weren't a comedian. And if I wasn't a comedian, mm-hmm. it's without, it's, it, it's an interior designer, right? That's yeah, like, yeah oh, love that.
1: Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then
3: right under that, I have no knowledge of it, but I know. I would try to be a cook because I just, sure. it's just so much creative leeway there and I love food. Right. So, but so I recently was like, I want to try to start cooking. So I told my girlfriend, I was like, I, uh, this was two days ago. <laughs> I was like, I was Sounds like, um, like, I'm
1: having a revolution. It's a whole I new like, chapter. I
3: want to, I want to help. I want to help tonight. Like cook or whatever. She's like, like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, <laughs>
2: wash the dishes. Your, your mom was like,
3: your mom's like, can you start dinner? You were eight. <laughs> I, I, I turned 44 last month and, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to help start dinner. And she's and, like, no. Uh, <laughs> two You're not two nice nights enough. ago, I was like, I sous chef it. I like, uh-huh. I was what like, did she let I, you do? I did. Um, okay. Uh, I diced onions and garlic. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And, and green onions. And so I made a chopped salad. So I did like olives, green onions and, and uh, avocado and, and, and shit like that. And then I skinned an eggplant. Which you skinned I, it, you mean you peeled I, it? I, I, was it I, alive? I, well, I used a wow. peeler, yeah. <laughs> I skinned it and peeled it, yeah, right. Oh my god, that and was wild! So and then, I, and then uh-huh. I made it into strips mm-hmm. and uh, okay. I fried. I fried them, I fried them myself. Okay. I, I Wait, know now this sounds crazy.
2: Let me ask you a question. The eggplant yeah. that you that you skinned, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so now is it a long,
3: dark purple eggplant or is it a
2: round, light colored eggplant?
3: It was darker. It was like right. a traditional eggplant. Okay,
2: so I'm just going to throw it out here. Eggplant. Here's yeah. a little yeah. tip for mm-hmm. listeners for you. I used a potato girlfriend.
3: peeler. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, okay. that's not skinning. That's terrifying. Skinning okay. is when something is alive and you rip its skin off. Um, yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> I guess, I, put, no, war, I, guess I actually
3: put war paint on my face. That's I hung good. it from a Can string you? on the ceiling and then I peeled it slowly while I recited then, satanic yes. verses. Did it
2: bleed? Did it bleed a <laughs> lot? Um, so if you, the next time you use eggplant, if you use a Sicilian eggplant, which are actually, they're grown in Jersey, um, they almost look like more of like a turnip.
3: It, okay. They're mm-hmm. round
2: instead of long and they're white and light purple. They're a lot less irony and they're sweeter ah. and they give you a little bit less heartburn. Just throw <gasps> it out there. Dude's oh. eggplant gives heartburn. Me, gives heartburn. It's acidic yeah, right? yeah. or something. It's, it's too much iron. It's very, it's very just got iron. So
1: Italian. I'm I am i am in love with it. So no, you know, well, to, I learned a trick. I she this. told me
3: I had to salt it after we did it. You don't have so to that do it... that with this eggplant. Okay. This well, is I'm like learning.
2: right to I'm the learning.
3: pan. Look yeah. cool. so at you guys made. Did she she made steak. No, this was like a this was for an eggplant, regatta, honey, red chili pepper flake kind of like uh, appetizer wow. thing. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I, I made that I made that in the salad and then wow. she made the steaks, but I'm learning. But What um, kind of steak was it? It was a fillet. Okay. All right.
2: Yeah. I mean listen, you
3: know, we we
2: filet okay i'm gonna judge you
3: a little bit on this don't get me wrong oh. we, 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 i have all different types of steaks. that just right. not, i'm not a, just filet? a filet only filet only yeah. guy it's tender but it's not as, as flavorful I, I, know you. know all okay. I know about it right, i know about i know about the, i know about eating food okay, <laughs> sure, okay. sure 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 same. sure sure, sure. Yeah, yeah same same
2: yeah i just because i know that a lot of people think that they're fancy they're going to eat a filet and it's like eh. i mean yeah. i would much rather to be honest Trip. with you my strip i love a strip that's my go-to it, if i go out it's definitely a porterhouse for two um mm-hmm. and i like to go with someone who doesn't like steak that much <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
2: Right, I'm right, like, right, oh, right did you right, want right. to try this
3: oh can i tell you um two years ago everything? i got a christmas gift i got steaks for christmas was it Omaha yes. steaks? they were not why are they really okay. good is that? Is that i don't like know a, that's just the goats i've heard I, about that's those, what, so yeah. yeah i wonder if it's like a real thing or it's just like eh. mm-hmm. but it's these empty. were steaks from labelle's which is this okay, old butcher yeah. shop in new york city we talk it, about yes. places to go eat labelle's oh, yeah. steaks are the best steaks i have ever had in oh, my entire so life these are right prime now. cuts of meat labelle's is a oh. prime butcher shop i mean yes. it is it's like it's like been around 60 something years it's family run and you yeah. think like i have i eat i travel i eat I've sure. tried yeah. many steaks. I've tried steaks that were real expensive because I I got pitched that this is this ja- wagyu and this Kobe and all that stuff, and I've been disappointed. And I got these steaks and I tried them, and I was like, the only other steak I had that rivaled it was in um, San Antonio, Texas. Interesting, um, where there's cattle farms. At a place called uh-huh. Te- Tejas, I think it was called. Uh, yeah, actually it was at a, it was at a ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Texas the, has great steak. The two best steaks yeah. I've had. Um, so Lobel's. I mean, you gotta, you gotta try. I mean, it's, it's pricey, yeah, it's but treat yourself.
2: Listen, yeah, treat I'm going to tell you something about steak. Absolutely. If you love yourself, um, you need to get real prime meat. That's what it is. I yeah. mean, there are certain things that you have to spend a lot of money on and there's certain things you don't and meat is kind of one of them all for so, sure. I will suggest the lamb chops from Costco. There well, let me
3: tell you, I don't eat lamb, and I know that's crazy because I know people love it, but that's I will tell right. you, I will vouch for Costco. Costco yeah.
2: has good meat, rib Trader, Trader, for Christmas. Trader
3: Joe's and then Costco, like Kirkland and all, like they they, 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 Costco, you're so you get surprised, but I've been at events and affairs and whatever, families' homes, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And they go, Costco. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my like, mom really? is
3: Costco. I go, let me guess. Yeah. Trader Joe's so is my Costco. mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: what my mom, goes mom goes is to jamming with Billy Joel and going to Costco. Yes, I, I love going. Well rounded. Oh my god,
3: it's the best. And <sighs> now with the masks, I go. I put a hat real low. Oh, and put it's my so mask, good. I put my. No one knows who you are. Real high, mm-hmm. and I just go and like I just I love. But there's no
2: samples now during COVID, so that is kind of the yeah. The no, I,
3: I don't really. I don't really rock the samples anytime. But yeah. uh, really, but there's something well, about there's something, yeah. There's something about seeing. Uh, products in bulk like that that it's just appealing yeah, i know and no, you I, go I in it.
2: so when i go to costco i have my own cart of course because again i've had this tracy has her cart old. from
1: home <laughs>
2: from, i'm uh no cart, i am my car drive costco up in my
1: cart. car i have a <laughs> card oh i thought you <laughs> brought your cart from just home. Like, you i fully believed it yes
3: Tracy, I like, have a shopping cart out, out of the back
1: to my of our car. car. No, I go into
2: Costco. And you you had had go- a, did your
3: family have a car growing up? Because my family, everyone I knew had a cart no. At one point, I, let- I stole a cart from a shopping.
2: Center. No, I think that that's more of, like, um, apartment living. Because yeah. you yeah. have to bring it in the elevator.
3: Right. The, the we stuff? had steps yeah. we were a walk-up yeah, yeah like
2: we didn't have any steps yeah, yeah. we drove right into it was oh like the just,
3: little cart yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm.
2: we we lived in a palace where you just drive the car right into the kitchen and it just like oh, the wall no i'm kidding um but no we didn't have a cart so i go into costco and i'm like i just need paper towels because they really do have the best paper towels kirkland brand mm-hmm. paper towels are like I'm second to none they're beautiful like the size. sometimes, I got downstairs. sometimes mm-hmm. my mom tries to trick me and she gets me um
3: you know paper you mean towels is. from
2: bj's and i'm like mm-hmm. mom we're not poor. Stop Don't. doing
3: that. <laughs> Bullshit, <me. laughs> BJ, I want, I, I mean, BJ's and Sam's, they got to be kind of very similar, right? I think Sam's and Costco are, are brother and sister. Okay. Yeah, but
2: BJ's brand, the Berkeley and Jensen, not impressive on the is paper Is that towel. what it is? I didn't even
0: yeah.
1: know that. Wow, God, God. such a I'm deep something. cuss paper towels <laughs> reference. Berkeley so, yeah, kids. no,
2: you go in for the paper towels and then you're like, well, I could use about 100 uh, metal pans that are disposable because I might be catering a christening tomorrow. Right. That's yes. It.
3: In Costco I'd and Target, like you, uh, that happens to me. Yeah. I'm
2: and yeah. Then I'm like, Ooh. I do need an entire side of beef because when you butcher it yourself, you save so much money. Yeah. And really, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm spending $800 now, but in the long run, it's mm-hmm. saving me. And this right. is what happens. And especially because we live in New York city, right? We're not like going to these Walmarts and we're not like going to these big box stores as much as people outside of New York city. So when no. we as New Yorkers go to a Costco we're overwhelmed with joy. Yeah. I agree,
3: And I, I, I don't get to these, my life changed a little bit in the fact that like uh, it can be annoying if, cause I'm in the public to go to these places. Right. Sure. effectively effectively i used to love doing that and effectively it's kind of been removed from my repertoire really right like, but now masks like, well, the masks. Yeah. i mean obviously I, you know I, I wish we didn't have covid but like the masks <laughs> have given me ironically new life because yeah, yeah. i i get to walk around i went to outlets yes I, huh. I haven't been to outlets in a cool decade and i and i and i, and I went one day and i was like I was like, this is what this feels like again. Like, I just missed it so much. You're the everyman. So oh, your damn. leisure suit's
1: on. You've got
2: your mask on. You're Honestly, back to basics. I can no, relate okay. to um, the mask, not because I get recognized so much in public. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes. But I like that everyone's just wearing a mask. I've wanted everyone to wear a mask for so Tracy, many this years. is your mental illness. No, I, is, okay. I hate the masks. I wear them, but no. come on. Uh, let me tell you something. I have wanted... <laughs> and, and really years and years ago, the Asian people in New York city have
3: worn masks, right? Oh, they, they rocked them. I think they, oh. I, don't it was, I don't know if it was like leftover from SARS or whatever. Like, yeah, yes it is. But yeah. they, but they stuck with it. It became like cultural. Yeah.
2: Yes. They stuck with it. And I used to say like, I wish this was socially acceptable for me. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if I wished COVID into existence and I feel bad for that. I do. I but got now, COVID Tracy. How dare you? I know. Listen, Andrea, this is, you did it for me. And, um, <laughs>
1: I really like I feel so
2: much better because I'm like all of a sudden, you know, they're giving you these these recommendations, like stay home if you're sick. And I'm like, yeah, like, why is this new? Um, And now we get to wear masks. And I'm like, oh, finally, finally, you are on my level. I
3: thought Mm -hmm. that because I thought that, like, even when this trickles away, hopefully, and like, you know, I don't think anyone I think that you could wear a mask now, maybe forever. And people would just be like, oh, that's just someone being extra Right, it she's is, just, she, just a traumatic
1: stress disorder from yeah, it COVID. Is, it, is, it is what it look is. At this, so- look at these fucking germaphobes being like, oh, <laughs> soon we can just wear them wherever. Let me tell you. I drink my own urine and no one will
2: question it. <laughs> when when Vice did my documentary about OCD uh, and germaphobia I don't think that they understood, like even even um, the crew, like, you know, they're coming into this, obviously they know what they're coming into. I don't think they really realized what they were coming into. And yeah. then when COVID hit, they called me because we had filmed it before COVID and they called me and they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. <laughs> you,
3: <laughs> I had, you, did, you had a documentary, don't you? Yeah, they did,
2: a, they did a Vice documentary about my germophobia. Yes. I'll send you the link over. Oh my I loved God. it. I and see I also so was bad. like, yeah.
1: Tracy gets out. Tracy is one of the most organized, hardworking people I've thank ever you. met in my life. Oh my you get God, so you. much done. You are incredible. Thank and you. when I watched this documentary, I was like, how the fuck does she have time? She's cleaning fucking doorknobs 17 times. Like, how do you yeah, fit I it just, in? Amongst I actually all right this- next
2: to me. I just got a case of the Purell spray because it was it was back in stock on Amazon. And I just mm-hmm. love this Purell spray. You'll see it in the documentary. Everyone knows about my mm-hmm. Purell spray mm-hmm. now. And it just mm-hmm. it brings me life. Um, Sal, you're a fellow germaphobe. I've known this about you for a very long time. So what was your first apartment like?
3: Yeah, was it dirty? I, uh, was it disgusting? No, never ever, ever. You could walk you've never my, lived
2: somewhere gross, right?
3: Yeah. No, you walk into my house nearly any moment, and it'll be it'll be ready for company.
2: I love uh, that. Yeah. I,
3: I had I had did you say purell uh te- about 10 years ago. Uh I was. Bartending uh, and uh, this place I worked at and I had my birthday came up and so my friends and co-workers and customers they threw me a party and mm-hmm. they baked they baked me a, a Purell bottle cake.
2: Um, okay, so now let me ask you a question now this is a real germaphobe question. Did you mm-hmm. eat it or did you not eat it because you don't know what their houses are like.
3: I ate it because my cousin, my cousin made. It. Okay, so you knew, so you knew yeah, that it was. A he, made it with, he made it with. He made it with a a friend, a girlfriend. But I do oh. it. Oh, so I'll have people so if, visit me, uh, like at a show, and they'll bring me home, baked goods from home, uh-huh. and I, I say that you're a sweetheart. I will, n- I will never touch this ever in my life. Do you tell I them said, right to their face? I said, I'll take it. I'll give it away. I said, I cannot right. eat this. I, I don't know you. I cannot eat this.
1: I oh, absolutely So thank you. So if you I'm don't so- know the house where it's been made, you can't. <sighs> No. Listen,
2: I got to tell you, this is, this is a Wild. little bit controversial. Now the, mm-hmm. the holidays just passed and I want to say something. Um, and again, this might not have anything to do with the podcast, but here we are. Mm-hmm. I uh, I've gotten cookies from friends mm-hmm. and uh, well from or acquaintances and mm-hmm. you've seen family photos of them. Mm-hmm. and i'll look at a family and i've thrown out the cookies because i've seen a family
3: friend. <laughs> family friend uh i i probably wouldn't go that far but if, if i don't know you
2: acquaintance acquaintance like they send cookies you know maybe. so wait so with.
1: you see the photo and you're like i don't know about this like you your kids look shady filthy.
2: your kids look filthy that's what i'm saying and i've thrown always with the kids always with the kids you're you. why? okay and also you're telling me that your kids helped you make these cookies red flag Nope. Unless it was Tracy at eight years old, I'm yeah. not buying it.
3: Hell no. Where are those kids' fingers going? Everywhere, probably. Everywhere. Oh, think about it. Yeah. And i, I They just anything. mixed it. Everything. Ugh.
2: They licked their hand. Oh, anyway. Thank you for understanding, Sal. I really I feel so connected to you. And I've also never lived somewhere disgusting.
1: <laughs> I
2: know. Oh God. I've lived you know, I, uh, so many
1: disgusting
3: places. It's actually really hard to um let me think about this. When I moved out of my house, when I moved into that basement apartment. Mm-hmm. I was the first person to live in that basement apartment. Ooh, that was so, that was a crispy basement, brand new. It was a crisp basement. When I moved out of that basement apartment, mm-hmm. I moved to a, a three-bedroom little ap- apartment. But my parents, my dad was in between selling his home and moving to another home. And mm-hmm. he lived, he rented this place for seven years. So my dad was the prior, per, my dad and stepmom lived there right. okay. before I moved in there. So that was a safety zone. Now, did you yeah, have roommates yes. ever? never. Thank you. Never in my entire life. I don't, I don't, um, I liked living alone and I like like everything in my way. yeah. But I wouldn't, I I love having company and I, and I, and I love rooming with friends, like on vacation, but I wouldn't, I, I, I think I might have missed having a roommate. I think I would have enjoyed it. But honestly, if you just had to tell me one or the other, I'd pick living alone.
2: Well, I've I've lived alone um, almost forever. Besides, you know, living with my quarantine mate at this point in my life. But the only like roommate that I've ever had is you know like Tim Dillon sleeping on my couch. Like that was that's the end of my roommates. But I've never. I would love. Well, if
0: you're gonna have a roommate, that's a that's a banger.
2: (laughs)
1: <laughs> to watch Tracy we and had- Tim Gillen <laughs> cohabitating. Can, is I'll tell you, you a little bit what it was like to watch. Yes, please. it was like i am um, fascinated
2: laying on the couch the at night and, uh, you know, like, just like almost falling asleep. Tracy. And then it's That's like, so Tracy, you know that the prime mortgage rates are going up like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. Do you think the rich are going to take over soon? And I'm like, oh God, all right. Um, it's, great. Uh-huh. God, it's,
1: great, uh-huh. great, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Yes or yes. Yes or yes. Yes or yes. <laughs> and that's kind Cigarettes.
2: of what my—I mean, listen—it was a great. It was a great time in my life. But um, I've never had like an official, official like we live together. You have no choice,
1: roommate. Your I don't only think- life partner has been Tim Dillon.
2: <laughs> it was. It's <laughs> different. I mean, I loved him to this day. I loved him. I adore um, him. <laughs> on the record but um no i've never i don't think see now you're saying like i could live with or, or i could room with people on vacation nope i can't not um, into
3: uh, my, my my close friends close
2: yeah yeah uh, very few and also you're saying like you like people in your house how do you know if they weren't sick now this is pre-covid times right do you ask like if your friends have kids are you gonna say like hey how,
3: how, how have the kids been are they well so, okay, so I don't really let anyone in my house that I don't know well. And mm-hmm. also, um, I, I wouldn't like pre-screen them in that way. But if someone's here and they cough or sneeze, I go, are you sick? Right, and but now I, you're
1: now it's too late, Sal. No, 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 it's not. My God, I feel Da-da. like I'm in the What do you do at that point? AMI, okay,
3: so I
2: come over, I come well, over.
3: Yeah, usually I'm they go, no, no, I'm not sick. And I'm like, all right. And I go, I literally, I'll go, like, you swear, like, you promise you're not sick. Okay, but like, what if I'm lying to you? Well, I really hope is, someone is. If you're in my house, listen, I know you that listen, well. I, okay, there's a so,
1: psychologist listening to this right now. Tracy's like, "What? How do you know? You I don't, don't know. know." Okay,
2: I, I come in. The wealthy sneezing, are going to take coughing. over.
1: Do you see the mortgage rates,
2: Tracy? And I say, Sal, um, I'm if not really sneezes. sick. I think it's like I think it's like allergies or something. I don't know. I mean, I just go, started.
3: I, well, I, well, I'm, i I feel like I, if I have anything, I have a decent emotional IQ, and I could like read people and stuff. And if I could feel like you were bullshitting me, I probably would. Uh, I probably would say, "Oh, okay," and then I would make sure that I don't go near you for the rest of the time at my house.
2: Okay. Well, in yeah. the future, and then you clean up afterwards.
3: I always. would disinfect.
2: Yeah. Uh, in the future, you could always ask. This is a really cool trick that I've learned over the years. Um, I don't care about kids. You light kids. someone on
1: fire. Okay. <laughs> you hit them. <laughs> I
2: don't. I, don't I literally don't care about anyone's kids. I mean, you know, I hope they're okay, <laughs> but I don't want to like. I don't want to like interact with them. But what you do is, if you have uh, friends, especially with children, you ask them how the kids are constantly, and mm-hmm. it appears that you care about the kids, but really you're just you're digging. You're yeah, digging. You're digging. You're like, how's mm-hmm. how's Alice been? Sh- any stomach viruses?
3: <laughs> you get specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go over Alex's chart. Um, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the opposite because I I I I love I, when they bring their kids here. I they'll come to my house. I'll play with their kids for four hours and they they leave. All right. Well, so- if I have
2: a kid. You're the yeah. guy. I just mm-hmm. wrote that down in my notes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, cause I'm not interested. I'm going to leave it at a firehouse,
3: um, <laughs> but that's just, all right. So you've never lived anywhere gross. No. Um, so and, you- and then from that house, I moved to this house and I was the first person in this house.
0: Oh yeah. And then um,
3: b- before I moved out the, my parents' house, they had just bought that house. And the one before that, they had just bought that house. And the one before that, um, my mom got remarried and he had just bought that house. And then the one before <laughs> that, I lived with my grandparents who lived there for 50 years. And they so bought the house. The only house I've ever really lived Always in. Always fresh houses. That someone lived in before me was the apartment buildings I lived in when I was little. Right.
2: Is there a contractor just following your family?
3: <laughs> no, there weren't. Building. It's nothing extravagant or anything like that. But it's just like- <laughs> Building, yeah, building townhomes exactly <laughs> across right. Staten Island.
1: Well, so New York City is so filthy and insane- I guess my question to you is like: Have you ever been in a situation, number one, where you're like, "Holy shit, this is such a New York City moment," or two, an experience where you were like, "I'm so uncomfortable in like the situation that I'm in and I can't get out." Is there
3: ever in, been in one the, of those in the, con- in the context of being in someone's home or just in New York just City, in like- general in New York City? Oh, just as, as far as like, yeah. This is gross, disgusting. Yeah yeah,
1: is. yeah, 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 yeah. is so disgusting. Who, <laughs> where him. was this? Were, were you in the bathroom?
3: Well, no, I was in Washington Square Park. Washington Square Park. There we I go. I was watching. I was watching two guys play chess, and then <sighs> one guy came right next to it, dropped his pants, took a shit in a bush right in front of us, pulled his pants up, walked away. Other guys oh. kept playing chess.
2: <laughs> yeah, no one cared, right?
3: Did I he- cared.
2: Did he do that thing yeah. where um he, he kicked the dirt over the, like the dog
3: suit? <laughs> not, not that I recall.
2: No. Actually, we actually
3: we were filming Joker's, and okay. um and it was early days, and we were like just in between whatever. Because right, we you were
2: guys on... did a lot of stuff in Washington Square Park. We did
3: initially, yeah, yeah. and then uh, so much so stuff goes down in break. Washington
1: Square
0: Park. So yeah.
3: much stuff. We actually yeah, stopped yeah. filming there because it was just too much. It was it's too distracting.
1: Washington Square had too many bits happening independently all the time that you're like I, I can't it's too much.
3: Andrew, I'm not even exaggerating. You're 100 correct. I, That's I, so you, crazy. You have you have you know people screaming at each other. People yes. a marching band. Like yep. People in the fountain. There's a protest. There's people Always selling the fountain, selling good services and and clothing. There's people playing chess. There's people taking a shit. A fight breaks out. There's I <laughs> yeah. mean there's people mm-hmm. there's people on like. You know, unlike, you know, roll- the skateboarders, it, 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 it's, it's a cacophony of, yeah. it, it's insane. And every yeah. time it, it worked out for us initially. Yeah, and, yeah. But then as people started to see us and see the camera crew more and they got keen to it, sure, they tried sure. to sabotage us because they had nothing better to do. And yeah, like, yeah. They would keep sabotaging our shoots and we we're like, man, eh, F this we park. This we loved more. it, but it's too much now. But yeah. if you want a slice of New York,
2: yeah. Yes. I think
3: if you want to come from somewhere else, I think take a, a pit stop at Washington Square Park. And when he oh, says pit stop, he
2: right. means take
1: a poop right in the bushes. A shit stop. Yeah. Okay. A shit stop. Hello. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> um, you heard I, it here from Sally Spoons first. The last time I was in Washington Square Park was right after the election, the day that it was announced that Biden had won. And I didn't know that it was going to be as like jubilous mm-hmm. and people out on the streets I don't. I can't even. The euphoria and like the cartoonish nature of this scene in Washington Square Park was just like it was like old gay couples making out. Well, you're right in the village. It's a very liberal area. Running through the fountain. and like, oh my god, all these beautiful young people just like spraying champagne. Everyone's queer. Everyone's gorgeous. Like it was. Everyone's
3: COVID free. Totally. (laughs) Listen, I had.
1: Listen, I had COVID. I was like, spit in my mouth, Trump's out. Yeah, but that's also your
2: thing. That's also your yeah, favorite. Yeah, sure. And I'm, and <laughs> I, you know,
1: that's my own Andrea's personal thing. Andrea's on, kink. Andrea's
2: actually on an app specifically for that. So that's a different, <laughs> thing that world. All...
1: Guys, but if you want to really...
2: check that out in the show notes.
1: Yeah, check, check out my field profile. But yeah, it really was. I I've obviously I used I went to college in the city and I went to college close to Washington Square. So I and, and obviously comedy like I have a very into, everyone loves Washington Square Park, but I've I have not seen it in like this before. I felt like I was on on acid at this. Yeah, scene. I'll, ne- I'll never forget. it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I
2: personally was home and I heard the cheering and I was like, is it seven o'clock? I was so confused. I was like, what happened? Because obviously, Uh um, you know, I was sleeping in late. It was a Saturday, right? Um, And I was like, Oh, I don't know if it's seven o'clock if this is an essential thing. Um, So, Sal, you're in New York City, and you were working uh, downtown, all the way downtown. And then how did you break into doing what you do now? Comedy and the TV show?
3: Yeah, I was doing um, sketch and improv and, and writing, trying to write for TV and stuff like that from like a young age, like from like, mm-hmm. I started improv in high school and then in college I did it more and I went to some acting classes, did a little bit of mics, did some mics. I've always really wanted to do it. And then mm-hmm. um, then I started doing improv and sketch and I, I was working in, in at Prudential for four or five years. I knew I didn't want to do it. So I like bowed out where they were having cuts and I volunteered. You, you were know.
2: like, oh, you can lay me off. Is that cool? They yeah, were giving yeah, yeah.
3: a severance and everything. And yeah, I was like, I, I know I don't want to be here. There. My heart's not in this. And so yeah. I, I was like, let someone keep a job. So I left and I started, I went to bartending school because I figured that flexible schedule, way more sure. different vibe and I could sure. be around. Like that. And I could work on comedy and I would always work on comedy no matter what, because I love it. And then if something happens fine, and if not, I'll learn the bar business and maybe buy a bar because I wanted to be my own boss and I wanted to do something creative that I could like, I could cultivate something you know what I mean sure. yeah and so I did that and then I kept doing the comedy and I grew the bar and I learned the bar scene and I bought a bar with a couple of friends and then two months after I bought the bar we landed the show I've had like five four or five failed things shows before it and plenty yeah. of other failures but we got it yeah. two months after and that was just like uh we're winning the lottery and I didn't know what to do because mm-hmm. yeah I just sunk all my savings into the bar and you have yeah. to put when you start a business 24 7 and Same, same thing with the show. I'm not going to win this lottery of getting on TV and then not put my. Be like, actually guys,
0: I bought a
2: bar. uh, I have seven partners. I'm actually going to (laughs) take this opportunity, but I mean, good luck with the show.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. So no, so it was just kind of like persisting and and being ready when the opportunity came. And then um, on the heels of the show, when I finally made the leap and only did the show for a living Mm -hmm. and I said, I'm going to commit myself to entertainment and to comedy and stuff and then i was like well now's the time then i started doing stand up again like hardcore like in a way that i hadn't done it earlier which i really i really wish at this point i i didn't get a fine i i wouldn't give up the people i met in college that are my friends to this day but like if i had it all over like i wouldn't have went to four years of college and got a finance degree i just would have started doing sure. stand up sure. at 17 but You can't live like that. So I'm happy. I'm just happy I'm here now. You know what I mean?
2: Everything that we do brings us to where we're supposed to be. And I think that, um, you know, school isn't wasted. I mean, Andrea a little bit, but, you know, school isn't wasted.
1: (laughs) I know fashion.
3: (laughs) I worked in fashion
1: for five years. Ah. We so we all my have my girlfriend
3: to... and my first girl. Like I I've been around. Did you go to Did you go to school here? Did you go to? cause they...
1: Yeah, I went to Parsons. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah! Wow, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they went to FIT. Actually, two of them. Two Ooh, of them.
1: my rival. Oh, was it a rival? And- yeah. It's like, it's like a fashion school rival, which is the most hilarious type That's of funny. rivalry that you can have. But like Parsons <laughs> is the hoity toity, you know, more trustafarian kind of school. Um, yeah. And FIT is, is a state school. I think technically Yeah, um, think so, yeah. yeah it is. But FIT is a great, when I worked in fashion, I would always hire FIT students because they actually knew had technical skills and they were like hard working you know what i mean parsons you're getting someone coming in an hour late with their iced coffee being like oh my god yeah and i was like i (laughs) already fill that role so Uh, i need someone who can actually do like i need
2: someone who's gonna work not me i want someone who's not me i'm exist
1: you know be a high concept piece of art and i need you to sew so
3: what was your uh, degree
1: um, I did a double major in communication design and uh, and graphic design. So oh, wow. or, sorry communication design, graphic design business. like communication and graphic are kind of the same thing. but okay. I just like I, I moved to New York. I moved to New York when I was eighteen and I always just wanted to be in the city. like I had visited as a young person and just been like, this has such an energy and everything's happening here and I want to be here. The people here live freely and there's yeah, like yeah, just sure. an individuality and like an energy to it that i was always drawn to um and then you know i went to school and i i i i love fashion as an ex an expression i think it's a very interesting art form a lot of it is garbage um just like any sure. creative industry Like any art
3: yeah like you yeah like, exactly really, like really you're really buying this piece of like these, a lot of the couture <laughs> stuff is just like I don't know. But anyway. Well,
2: I only I actually only wear high couture, so is it you,
1: yeah. you are that's where I got this. Sublime
2: you t your Uggs. I love it. I love it. You know. That's where, you know, that's I've been shopping mostly. Um, I mean you know, couture.
1: But that's if your clothing is an expression of who you are, it doesn't matter how sure. expensive it is. You're communicating to other people like what you want them to see from you. So that that part of it I really loved. But as I started working in fashion, um, you know, I worked for high end, I did production. I was, I was with factories all the time. It was like an incredibly time consuming and just crazy industry. And I started to realize it wasn't what I wanted to do. So then, and I started doing stand up at night and podcasting on the weekends. And I kind of just realized like something's got to give, I can't have three parallel careers and Mm -hmm. I don't love fashion. Like I don't care about it in the way that I used to. Um, so it just, fashion was it just competitive,
2: had... so she decided to move into stand up comedy. Sure, right? I'm like <laughs> I it's need to sure move from thing. one
1: insane industry to another insane. <laughs> well, it's a, industry. a sure thing. Um, yeah. Sal,
2: the real mm-hmm. questions are coming right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best pizza in Staten Island.
3: Oh man, mm. dude! On record, uh... baby.
2: Damn it! We could That's... talk it out. We could talk it out.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to. It's tough. Good okay.
0: stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I
3: know. I understand. and uh you if you if you've heard of this discussion before a lot of people we have some really big staples i would say, like amongst my top five are probably the same as everybody else is i really love joe and pats
2: yep joe and pats is great
3: danino's mm-hmm. uh lee's tavern uh i really like nunzios mm-hmm. these is, these are ones from one before me even before my top, okay like staples.
2: gun to your mm-hmm. head last piece of pizza you're ever going to eat in staten island
3: Least tavern okay all
2: right all right
3: it might, um, it might not even be the best but it's it's just what you like the best it's my it's it's like my That's most good. like treat yeah my like
2: now what about Manhattan
3: yeah it's a Joe's Joe's jo- pizza. Uh, uh, Joe's
2: Joe's how what happened to you what's wrong Joe, with you? Joe's is
3: my favorite New York traditional slice you like
1: cardboard
3: Oh, you're in the minority there, babe. I'm sorry. I'm not into Mm -hmm. Joe's at all. Tracy Um,
1: hates Joe's. I I like Joe's for for the hang, but I don't know if that's my favorite pizza.
2: Today, uh, today uh, around actually this month is the anniversary, the two year anniversary of when I saw Nas in Joe's Pizza, and I uh, I was like, "Are you Nas?" And he's like, "No," And (laughs) (laughs) and I said. You're a liar, and he said no pictures. I was like, no one asked to take a picture with you, and that's. That was happened. that
3: really your exchange <laughs> with Nas? Yeah, you, yes. just don't know if it was him. you said that to him like that. He's the heat. talking about the king. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. By the way, Nas owns a sure, restaurant nas owns restaurants in new york um a a chicken and waffle restaurant mm-hmm. called sweet is it sweet chick i think
3: yeah i've been to it one in Williamsburg. yeah, yeah.
1: Williamsburg oh, I one I in l.i.c yes yeah. nas owns it like i loved i or just found that place yeah. and, and loved it what yeah whatever and then i was like wait nas
2: yeah well next it's time artesanal? you see him tell him you know me because unpleasant
3: no I, I, I didn't care <laughs> I will say sometimes when like people go like are you whatever like a little loud and I'm Did just like no? oh cool. I was I was very it's more coming from like a, I I just I don't want any attention so I go oh I get it oh I yeah no, like,
2: I know I want I didn't want to I look, look like, like him
3: attention. and then sometimes you' be like nah yeah ham <laughs> you know go ahead and i'm just like all right I'm like, what am i going to say
2: <laughs> Kiss me on the mouth i know who you are um so other New York.
3: i like arturo's did you ever go to arturo's yeah it's on houston and and like it's a, it's actually they have like a piano in there and there's a little neighborhood place and it's like a little service bar Have you ever been there you don't sell I, yeah they're but- okay
2: i mean i feel like all pizza in manhattan is kind of okay okay
3: okay uh it's, there's I nothing love, that i'm uh,
2: driving to the city for if
3: you just say in manhattan because defar is really good in midwood sure. um I, I like uh I, I like Luzos is good in, in Brooklyn. Luzos is great yeah Luzo's is great. um everyone loves lucalia it's good yeah you know, there's a place called flower and oak on staten island
2: mm-hmm. that's
3: actually my new favorite pizza
2: interesting it's, it's my flower newest it's, it's, it's like okay. my
3: favorite it's like i think it's even like has surpassed or is right on the level with my my all-time favorite pizza It's on nothing
1: to fuck with. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They actually have a Wu Tang clam pie.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all we needed to hear. There
3: we go. That is all we we needed to hear.
2: Other places. What are your staples in New York city? You're in Manhattan. You're in Brooklyn, wherever you are. What, I mean, what are your favorite places to go? What what are are your
3: favorite meals? Oh yeah. We're talking food.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Oh yeah.
3: Forget everything else. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, I eat out. I go to. I mean, are we talking like. Uh, what are we what talking? What are your here? staples? Like, what are you? Whole, what are like, you like, like, like fast food, hole in the wall, like people. Anything, might, anything. Might like, not where know, am I gonna like go? Name my favorite restaurants that everyone knows. Anyway.
2: No, me and you, were are hanging out, and I'm like, I know Sal's gonna want to go here.
3: Give me the category. Give me. I'll give you. You give me the category. I'll give you the place. Like, I, you know, like, if you want to. Mid priced,
2: They have takeout, but you could sit down.
3: They have takeout. Uh, takeout, like, I don't know.
2: Okay, for me, I'll tell you what I like. I yeah. love Veselka
3: pierogies. Oh, I mean, that's. Oh, we we film there. I love Veselka. Oh, is, I love this. Veselka has run. a
2: lot of places that film there. Home always.
3: run. I'm going there. I'm getting the monster bowl soup. Yes. <sighs> yeah, 100 <100%. sighs> So good.
2: the pierogies. cheese yeah. Yeah, and arugula pierogi. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 24 7, that
3: place. I love it to pieces. Absolutely. Oh, a cappuccino.
1: Um, Look at all the people.
2: That this that me- entire I- neighborhood, I think, has the best food. I'm
3: really I mean, into cats. You got cats? cats.
2: Cats. Eh, mm. I mean, that's not my thing, but yeah.
3: Oh delish. man, a nice roast beef and cheese on rye with mustard or something mm. like that. It's not know.
2: rare enough for me. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, mm. so you're talking okay. that kind of vibe then?
2: Yeah, just like mm-hmm. what are your favorite things to eat? Forget price. Forget you know.
3: Uh, okay. Well, because I feel yeah. like
2: most of people's favorite things are not an exclusively fancy restaurant.
3: Yeah, I mm-hmm. like those two, but there's there's accessible ones like that that aren't fancy, but like a hard right. like Mama Fuku is like a really good. Sure. Um, they have like five restaurants now. I've never mm-hmm. had a bad meal there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the quality chain of like, did you go to Don Don Angie Mm-mm. in the village? Oh, God, no. Don Angie is great Italian. Um, you ever go to uh, Prime Quality Meats? Yes,
2: quality of course. Yeah, yeah. And they have quality, quality.
3: eats, <laughs> which is a much more uh, casual. Actually, Quality Eats is not far from like the cellar area. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: unbelievable food. Um, mm-hmm. There's a place on Houston called uh, Emilio's Bellato that's Italian mm-hmm. that not yeah. a lot of people know about, but they do really good Italian. Um, there's a place called uh, Oh my god, I'm gonna forget it, and I love it. It's an Italian deli on Ninth Avenue. Uh, oh man, they have the they have the best sandwiches. It's like a oh. Oh, oh, I got to get the name of it for you guys. Now I feel terrible because I would love to shout them out. But they make these fresh... The, the bread's unbelievable. Then they put this fig spread on it. Oh, I love a good fig spread. With prosciutto jus- and their, their homemade fresh mozzarella. And like a little mm. arugula with a little like sweet balsamic Say on it's there. Say yes. it And then they make their own homemade cannolis with this... The cream that's not traditional. It's like their own cream. It's like... It's a one-two punch that I always love getting. Oh. Uh, salads...
2: Is this uh Sergemino? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, Sir, Sir,
3: Sir G, Sir Sir Soldier, yes. Yeah. Did you just look up? Sal- I did. did. I you did? Go- I, mm-hmm. Let me tell you. You're so go- good. It would have bothered mm-hmm. me all day. Mm-hmm. Big spread mm-hmm. sandwiches, Ninth
2: Avenue. Boom. Yes. You, that's you did my- not, and you
3: got those it. My- yep. It's the number one. It's the number one. Yep. And they make yep. a kick ass bowl of chicken noodle too. Oh, I. You know what?
1: I, biked, I was biking through Astoria last night, and I went past the Sandwich King. You know, the it's like a Queens old school uh, bodega. Cash only, makes great sandwiches. I'm going to look this up so I can shout it out because that's one of my favorite places. And See, I mean, owned-
2: it's hard here because um, I'm gluten-free now, so I'm uh- – okay. Yeah, this, is, this has been a really-
3: Clinton Street Bakery is great too. I oh, love Clinton Street pancakes, Bakery. Pancakes, and they do a pizza, I think, a, a nice square. Do they? There.
2: Sal, when you're cooking next time, you should try the Clinton Street Bakery pancake
3: recipe. Yeah, lots, that's of what... tech, lots of tech- Oh, recipes. okay. I got two more places for you. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Clinton Street, okay. Um, you gotta get for a bunch, you're going to get a line- Blueberry pancake. Try, try it. Get online there and try it. But I have mm-hmm. a better pancake than theirs. It it was a place called Hundred Acres, and now it's called Shuka. It's on uh, it's on Spring Street, right by Sixth Avenue, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the it's amazing brunch, but they made these orange zest ricotta pancakes that I I tasted those things, and I'm I like pancakes like the next person, but these were not that. These were like something that were elevated, where I I was so nervous that they would take it off the menu. (laughs) <laughs> that after like my fifth time there i had a heart to heart with the waiter and i said would you talk to the chef and ask him to give me this recipe because the day you take this off the menu is my life's going to change you sure Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. i and- actually
2: understand that yeah
3: yeah and it wasn't even easy they like didn't want to do it right away but then they were like you know what we'll do it and they gave me the recipe but it was the recipe mm-hmm. for the for the bulk for like the restaurant yeah you have yeah, to- yeah yeah oh, yeah, yeah. i tried to recreate it um not me but mm-hmm. My, sure. my girlfriend has tried to do me the favor of recreating it, and we have not gotten it right. So we're gonna keep. Sal, send yeah.
2: me the recipe. I went to culinary school. I can yes. help you with this. Tracy,
1: as a nine year
3: old, could do this. I will. You send know what me I mean? Recipe. Yes. It's, it's it's all, all, all by how- weight. It's but all by weight. Know, you won't know what they tasted like in the restaurant. I it's don't,
2: not- but I know, I know as far as like
3: weight goes, like okay. what
2: should be edited.
3: Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to outsource you. this to you. They, they now, it's now called Shuka. It's a little bit more Mediterranean and they, they have lemon pancakes on the menu, but it's just not mm. the same.
2: That's a classic. Mm-hmm. The lemon regatta the pancake. I'll tell you my yeah.
3: favorite lobster roll in the city. And I don't think there's a, there's a, there's even a close second. It's Ed's lobster bar on spring street. Oh, it's uh, okay. It's it's oh. right below like uh maybe like it's right around like Bleeker. It's like right there. Or whatever. It's my my buddy actually that I've known since I'm a kid. Uh, Ed McFarland. He owns it. Oh, that's Ed, so cool. Yeah, and it is it's the best. It's Do so They have good. crab rolls. I'm a big crab roll fan. No he mayo. He, he he might put crab sometimes in the menu, but the menu is everything lobster. It's like yeah. lobster pot pie, lobster ravioli, lobster BLT. he does oh. I'm telling you, lobster mac and cheese. You know, they, they, it's, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. And he makes homemade pickles and they're just the best. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. By the way, my, my Astoria deli is Sal, Chris and Charlie's deli. No frills, old fashioned counter known for oversized Italian style subs. All right.
3: One of Good my biggest times. pet peeves is ordering a deli sandwich in New York and them giving me no, one me. slice of American cheese. No, okay. I want to see this much pink ham and this much. Okay, yellow cheese. so yes. this is
2: my order. You Stacked. ready?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Turkey, cheddar, even parts, turkey and cheddar. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Don't give I me one so- slice. I can't even taste uh, it. Actually yeah. give me more cheese than
3: meat. How about this? Oh. How about when you say, how about when you say extra cheese? And it's, and you're like, I said, I did my part. This is a New York deli, two slices. Yep. You know know what I do? You know what I do? I I If you're a deli owner Mm -hmm. and you're watching, I don't go back. No, you know what I'll
2: do? I'll take my sandwich and I'll throw it right at your window (laughs) and I'll let all the balsamic vinegar just drip right off. And then I'll come back and I'll come back with a sledgehammer and I'll tell you what you could do with your extra slice of
3: cheese. oh yeah hell yeah man
1: there have yeah. been so many tracy destroying cars segments of this podcast key your car destroying
2: that's cars. what i'm gonna
3: do have you done mm-hmm. it
2: have you done oh yeah i mean listen everyone was young right
3: i i uh i keyed a car oh. key. whose car did you key i don't remember i just know i did it because i'll never forget i was so fucking nervous but the person really 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 wronged me i, I know that mm-hmm. like i would yeah. never I, I wasn't for did a they know it was you Yeah, I I would remember who it was if they did. So it wasn't for vandalism, but I was nervous. And I did it, and I'm not really sure I've made peace with that. I probably shouldn't have done that, but I'm I will tell to you. See,
1: like a, tre- uh, I'm picturing like a trepidatious, like I'm oh gonna God. fuck you I'm up. Nervous man. to get caught.
3: I think I just did it. I didn't break stride. I did it, and I was like, I hope, I know. <laughs> but um, I one time, and my friends are with me for this. So you remember when the the, the club was like the big anti theft deterrent, like the club yeah, on your car? Yeah, of course. Room? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone had a, everyone had a club. Yeah. So I had a club. I mean, I was locking up my my Buick Skylark. Yeah. Hawk did tank. you have a Benzie box? Sure. I, I didn't but my best friend did and he would we'd, we'd pull it out yeah, and you walk, walk around, around and like <laughs> it was a goddamn lunch pail yeah. like because because that was it crack it was whack and they used to crack used to break the yep. window and take the stereo yeah. and then they started yeah. making detachable faces they made it a little easier for you but yeah, um yeah, yeah, yeah. one time I'm in Bay Ridge I park my car and I'm with Q um this guy from my show one of my close friends and I think Joe well maybe actually all the guys from my show um, mm-hmm. Murray used to live there and we we're probably doing a rehearsal or something. And I go back to my car and a guy, and you know how Brooklyn parking is. Like, mm-hmm. here's how you know if you're in New York no, City and you see yes. and you're on the highway and you see a person's fender that looks like it got keyed one million times, mm-hmm. that person's yeah. from Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's from Brooklyn or he's from Queens, just that's where, where like from. there's a lot of apartment right. buildings and you can't park. That yeah.
3: that's the whole vibe there. But like mm-hmm. I I tell you, like I have my Nintendo, we talk about how we keep our homes. The Nintendo that I, I just talked about this with someone on mm-hmm. another, the Nintendo that I bought in seventh grade with my confirmation money is, <laughs> mm-hmm. in, is in the closet I'm pointing to in it's original packaging.
2: Yes. Yes. So That's who you, you are. understand
3: how I probably am with the car, right? It translates. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was a piece mm-hmm. of shit car. Okay. This mm-hmm. was a, this was a 1989 red Chevy celebrity station wagon Ooh. station. Wagon. <laughs> it was $550. I bought it. My, my boss, when I delivered pizza in high, in college, totaled my car delivering pizza. He had a friend who owned a body shop across the street and we bought a beater from him for 550 bucks. And Pat, I love you, Pat. He, he, I, I wouldn't have had a job. And he bought me that car so I could continue to deliver pizza for him in that car. Aww, that was yes. my car. So yes. I came back to the car one day and a guy parked, he, he not only did was his bumper touching my bumper flush. He mm-hmm. hit my bumper, and his car was resting mm-hmm. on oh, my I'm back bumper. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. My car was lifting his car up, like his wheels were touching the ground. But you could see his car was like that because he and then you hit pull my away car. It's like bloop. And he mm-hmm. he no, I mean he hit the car. There's no way he no. didn't know he hit the car. He hit oh, it yeah, and yeah. went up, and then yes. turned off the ignition. I was and like, here we are. the Yeah, I'm just boss. sitting on this guy's car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm gonna leave it this way. And mm-hmm. that person deserves yes. anything to happen to his car. Yeah. Correct. And so yes. we went back to my car, and my car is a five hundred dollar car. I don't care. You know, like mm-hmm. but I still, I still that's outright disrespect. And I was like, I go, I go, I mean. I don't get angry and I don't get mad and I don't get violent. This thing set me off. And I go, look at this. Look what this motherfucker did. The, the, mm-hmm. the brazen, the, the brash, the balls, the balls. The unmitigated gall, the balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I said, I, I my friend, they will tell you to this day because I shocked them. Uh-huh. I just looked at it and I must have turned eight shades of red. And I go, well. Now this is happening. <laughs> that's that's all I said. I said those words. I opened my door, undid the club. I took the club and I just wailed his car hood with it. What? I just oh. wailed his car hood with it, and I I don't I didn't it didn't actually really make severe damage, sure. but it, it, it made it made like a fairly sized big ding. I am you know? living for this. And I just was like, this. and they were just like, oh my god, and I was like, why? Oh my god, he he. What do you he mean? Hit like, my, my car, my car. And doesn't care eye for an eye baby
2: yeah that's great I love you know that. i, I the, the thing that i love <laughs> I feel, most about the club I done that.
3: <laughs> is that it's, it's it. never okay.
2: actually the club has never actually kept anyone from stealing a car but it is a great weapon that is the only thing that's an club amazing has ever- weapon
3: all right here's something i've never revealed to anyone Oh my Ooh. God, so you killed it's, somebody. It, it sounds like juicy gossip. It is the polar opposite. It means absolutely nothing. And I never thought of it until this moment, but my club was broken. Mm-hmm. I just remembered, I my club broke. I either got it from someone because they were going to toss it. Because I was like, if you're the thief, you have no idea when you look in, yeah, if it's broken or not, it wouldn't sure. lock. It would never lock. And I just put it on. And so- it was in the most sense of the word, it was a deterrent because it wasn't, mm-hmm. if you broke into my car, it, you could just took it off. The did wheel. you have
2: an ADT sticker on your house, but never had a security system? We did.
3: We absolutely See? did. Yeah. That's it, who wasn't, you are. it wasn't ADT but it was a sticker Slomans? and we had them. It, it might've been Sloman Shield and we had it in the window. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, back in the day, those Sloman Shields, you could tell because it was this runner on the windows that- um, Oh
2: yes, the, the wiring. The, the wiring. Yeah, and yeah. if you
3: open the window, it'd break the wiring. So it's like any thief that knew about the things would know that I, we just had the sticker. We also sure. had it in my window- Do you window have a beware of dog? dog? We had, my grandpa had beware of dog, absolutely. Yes. He he had had no dog. No, we no, had dog. dogs. We had oh, dogs, okay. but there was no reason to beware.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. It's a, poodle, it's a teacup poodle. But, yeah, but we, we, we had a
3: chihuahua and two little mutts, but like we right. did beware. And then uh, we we ha- oh we had in my be- bedroom window when I was little in the apartment we had um. I don't know if this is common, but we had a sticker of like a fireman.
2: Oh yeah, I had that. I actually mm-hmm. see the thing is my mom still has those stickers on my brother and my windows, and we don't live there anymore. And I tell her all the time, you need to take those stick. It's like come here first. Yeah, there's a yeah child I don't sleeping. know if
3: people know about that, no. but I, I I haven't thought about that since I'm little till right now. You guys are really pulling out some memories. Yeah, uh-huh. but it, it's to let the fireman know that oh that's that where the ki- kids are. That's Go a there bedroom <laughs> window for a child.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think and Tracy's should... like, no, get the adults first. Children have germs. I'm like, no. I want to stay here. I want to <laughs> stay here. I want to go
2: mm-hmm. down with the house.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm over
2: this. I, I will then... tell you,
3: I don't know if it's because I'm not looking, but I don't ever recall seeing that sticker anywhere else, especially not nowadays. But maybe I'll start looking. I'm going to people. go to
2: my mom's house. I'll take a picture for you.
3: Mm-hmm. We and had it, baby had on you... board.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the
3: car. My mom had the baby mm-hmm. on board. Yeah, yeah that baby on board still around. I yeah, have one yeah, of those yeah. in
2: my car right now.
3: Is that still around? Yeah, I see baby on board all the time. Yeah. I, oh, man, uh, I've never seen that my mom thought she was funny so she had baby on board and then she had underneath it she had the, the little kicker uh, kids in trunk
1: right <laughs> I love a sassy like bumper sticker combo it's New Year's Day
2: 2018 I'm driving to my mom's house okay I'm at a stop sign maybe two blocks from her house um some guy had been like trailing me he wanted me to go faster i only live a few blocks from my mom right yeah. it's really crazy this is like maybe one o'clock in the afternoon on new year's day mm-hmm. um and he's just like riding me whatever he's trying to like cut me off we're, we're only like on a side street we're all going like 20 miles an hour and he's trying to run me off the road i stop at the stop sign and he's behind me um and he comes around and blocks my car in and he gets out of the car. Now his car has a baby on board sticker. He has a child in the car seat. His wife is in the in the uh, seat. And he, he tries to talk to me and my window's open, right? And he tries to punch me in the face.
0: <gasps>
2: and I roll the window up real quick and he punches the window, but he doesn't break it. And I'm like you wow, had a kid in your car
1: wild <laughs> like, mm-hmm. was
2: trying to cut me off and someone's breaking their fast. parole <laughs> how great is that that is new york mm-hmm. city that is that's, absolutely new york uh, city. baby it. on board he, like don't rear end me but i will try to murder someone yeah, in front of my kid, child
3: that kid is an asshole i promise you that guy, well,
2: he's, oh yeah he's, okay. he's actually not guy, in custody
3: anymore <laughs> i had a guy i was in my car this was another uh it was a, I remember the car it was, a, I called it old Brown. It was a Brown Plymouth Reliant K car. It was the old, um, they used to use them for driver's ed. They was the one with the double steering wheel. This one mm-hmm. didn't have a double steering wheel, but mm-hmm. those were the ones they used. And I'm driving with my girlfriend. We're on the BQE or, uh, oh no, we had a light. That's we were, we were underneath on third Avenue. And mm-hmm. some guy beeped at me, right? And I'm young. I'm like, maybe 18. Mm-hmm. And I'm not thinking, right? And he right right. He beeps at me and we're at a red light. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I just went like that.
1: I just mm, think Can throw the the finger. Bird finger?
3: finger? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I don't think anything of it. It was like a pass I thought it was a passing beat, passing finger, a very Sure. New- and I yeah, gave, him yeah. that and then the guy—I didn't know this so he was at my window. He got out at the light, and it was a big freaking dude. I was a young kid, and my window was like down like that much. And he put his head right in. He goes, "You better watch what you're doing with that fucking <laughs> face
0: Oh,
3: his, his face was right here. He was, the dude was like a six-foot-five dude. Oh my, my god! And I was—I was like very vulnerable because my window was more than halfway down, and he came right yes. in my face. And I—I I didn't know either, so he startled me, and I just was like.
2: He probably laughed the whole way home.
3: Oh, Oh, yeah. I just looked at her her and I was like
1: that point <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The, you, i flip the bird all the time and i oh yeah, i've gonna, done it we're to gonna the get shot we're gonna get murdered in person for sure oh yeah we are
2: everything's fine sal thank you so much for sharing your new york story with us we are so happy to have you um yeah. so tell us real quick um you have a podcast called taste buds on the no press network with joda rosa uh mm. and you guys talk about snacks a lot i've been listening to clips
3: yeah we uh joe's a good friend of mine we we argue passionately about food just not regular Mm -hmm. life so one day during this quarantine uh our 100th argument i was like we're not doing anything we should just this we need to this is this is it's, a podcast it's, it's mindless yeah, it's yeah. fun and we argue like extremely passionately like we're mad at each other yeah over over like the difference between Dorito, like what's better doritos combos oreos chips ahoy we make them like 30 minute episodes they're, they're quick it's just like easily digestible like take your mind of this nonsense kind no of no pun
2: intended i love exactly it. <laughs> uh and then you have another podcast on the no pressure network called hey babe with Krista Stefano.
3: Yeah, so that's how we've just addressed each other since the day we've known each other on the phone, text. I'm just like, hey, baby's He's like, hey, babe. So we're just like, so Chris and I toured together for the last couple of years. We are like really good friends. And you know, you're on the road with people for weekends at a time, just you two of course i mean we're telling each other stories and we're crying laughing and then we're just like we should do a podcast together too so that one's a little more free form you know and uh that's it we just wanted i wanted people to know where to go to find both so um we ended up putting the audio wherever you get podcasts but we put the full video of the episodes up on the youtube channel called no Press network
2: oh that's so amazing and also um you know as you guys know you can catch sal on the impractical jokers what else are you working on i know that there's like a whole bunch of spinoff shows of impractical jokers
3: Yes yeah, so the dinner party show is on every Thursday night at um at uh, 10 and uh that's mm-hmm. it's on right now so uh, there's another like handful of episodes and then when that ends season 9 of Jokers will start Ooh. at that time we'll okay. film that and then uh, the misery index is a game show that I do on um TBS on Tuesdays at uh, a 10:30 Wow. You're a
2: Perfect. legend, Sal. That's amazing. Um, also, my favorite Impractical Jokers, uh, I have a very big thing for frozen yogurt. That's my fave. Uh, when you guys were getting frozen yogurt and just eating it off the scale, I mean, they really rape oh, you yeah. with the prices over there. Mm. Let me tell you, <laughs> I have I Get have out, I have I have outsmarted um TCBY, you don't even know. I have um, on my podcast. I have a Teen Mom Trash Talk, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, and we have a Patreon at patreon.com/slash Trash Talk Podcast. And uh, me and my co-host, we have bonus podcast called BS, and we talk a lot about outsmarting TCBY. So you are part of my heart, Sal. You really do you are. Weigh,
3: do you weigh the yogurt before the topping? Is okay, so happens? here's
2: here's the secret. TCBY yeah, does six ninety nine pints and nine ninety nine quarts. Not weighed, but if you put it on the scale and put toppings once you put a sprinkle on it, now it's 69 cents an ounce
3: by weight. Yeah, they they can fuck off with that. So you can you can yeah. keep the
2: sprinkles at home, get your favorite toppings and keep them at home and go get a pint or a quart and eat it at home. Eat it at uh, home. Just crunch your own Oreos
3: on it. I'll tell you just- one other thing you just reminded me of that I've never oh said God. that means nothing to no one again. But <laughs> I used it. to work at Prudential for the four years out of college. And there was a, uh, the, the, the cafeteria, it was mm-hmm. big and it had a lot of options to eat and mm-hmm. you go and you get, you go to any station that you want, you know, like these delis in Manhattan, like they have the, yeah. You know, oh, sure. They stores, have like the, the hibachi. Office. Hibachi yeah. over here, ramen over here, salads over here. Sure. They had, they had it was like, like that. that at Google. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then you'd pay on the way out and they'd mm-hmm. weigh they, they didn't. And what me and my friends did, we had this hack. And um, so I used to get like, let's say, ch- uh, the chicken fingers, right? But mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would get the chicken fingers in the in the bo- chicken finger thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then uh, then I would go get like um, a Dixie cup for soda, and, and I would just chicken- put I put the chicken. <sighs> tenders in the dixie got put on the lid with a straw and then i paid like 79 cents for a soda instead of seven dollars oh. chicken fingers yeah and, and, yep. and, and you know you gotta see i mean i wish i had footage because you gotta see the acting that's involved in that like you come oh, out, i you love just, it's very yes. nonchalant you take a sip there's nothing in there you, you're just like just a soda i'm going like definitely
2: not chicken fingers in here this is
3: delicious yeah. this is pepsi no. They're like you, know, you, you have you mashed can, potatoes can just, in there You just have liquid for lunch every day do, you, like do,
2: you, do you do you just take a sip and then burp because of the carbonation <laughs>
3: <laughs> I bet you I got that method with it
1: <laughs> I love it, it would have been the
3: worst it. if you think about it it would have been the worst disgrace like it's 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 not that bad but it wouldn't have been mortifying to get caught with chicken fingers in oh, it I know oh, it's hilarious dollars. though it's yeah, he, you're, yeah. you're,
2: see at that point you could be like they
3: knew they knew they're like yeah have it.
2: Who's the idiot? Like this is your fault that yeah. you've been
3: letting me do this. I gotta say, there's like 10 things I talked about and this, you know when you're always been like, I gotta think of like some shit from my past, some good story. I, I've talked about stuff on here that I haven't. I'm gonna go back, make notes about what we talked about and try and get some bits out of these. Like, oh, I love. This. I, I really loved love having this. you. Andrea,
2: yeah. where could we find you?
1: Find me at Andrea comedy 69 on Instagram. I'm (laughs) thirst trapping. I'm having mental breakdowns. It's a great time. Follow me there. Also check out my other podcast, the hot Mm -hmm. mess comedy hour. Um, It's a blast. We have a Patreon as well. We got plenty of juicy, juicy premium content. Uh, Yeah you know,
2: that's amazing. You guys could find me at Trixie Tuzini on Instagram and Twitter, and you could go to Tracy I have tons of merch for sale and everything that I'm working on is there, including my two podcasts. Sal, um, where could everyone find you on social media?
3: Uh, at Sal Volcano on everything and a website for touring. When that happens again, salvolcanocomedy.com and then taste buds, taste buds pod and hey, babe pod, uh, hey babe mm-hmm. pod is the handle at, on all social media.
2: Awesome, guys. Oh, All yeah. these things could be found in the show notes right below. So make sure you look there for everything. Sal, thank you so much for being our guest today. I had so much fun. I had yeah. I had so much fun. I could do this for another three hours.
3: Same, same. Yeah, baby. I really
2: could you guys Maybe are we'll awesome. stop recording and we'll just keep talking. Thank you so, so much. And we'll talk to you soon, guys. Make sure you're following Taste Buds. Hey, babe. Hot Mess Comedy Hour, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, Teen Mom Trash Talk. Andrea, what do you have to say about that? Ball's sauce.